No, no, this is really uncomfortable, isn't it? Well, I'm just trying to... No, the beds uh, just kind of suck, yeah. Well, no, it's a nice bed, it's just not good for sitting. Yeah. All right. What are we at? 5.53? I think. Ah, we'll just say 5.53. Uh, coming at you live Saturday night after PSX, uh, the first day of PSX, well, I guess first and a half day. Wait, is this the intro? Yeah. yeah. We started? Oh. Wait, what, really? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? We're, we're doing it live. Uh, yeah, Except so not. Saturday night, PSX 2017. Uh, we are here in the uh, Marriott hotel room. Josh sitting in the corner, leg crossed, looking all suave and magnifique. That's me. It's not as good as the uh, photo we have from E3, though. That was spectacular. Oh, we're, which one? There were so many. <laughs> With the, the sunglasses and sitting oh, in those movie chairs. And- yeah, where are the pun glasses? Oh, yeah, Andy, you should have those. I don't know what happened to him, actually. Son of a bitch. Dude. It's not the same without the pun glasses. Just saying. All right, so uh, I'm here. I'm Glenn. Josh is here. He's Josh. Andy Richardson's here, one half of the side quest. Woohoo! And one, I don't know, are you, like, full-time? Have you agreed to to these terms yet, or? I mean, yeah, I guess. All right, it's Wyatt. Why not? Hey. Uh, you might have heard Wyatt last year on our PSX podcast, and also he's been on the last two episodes of the SideQuest. Yep. Yeah. So, cool. And then last but not least, the first motherfucking MJC. I need to figure out an intro. Yeah. Hello. That's a pretty good one, right? <laughs> Hello, for traditional. It Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> you had me. <laughs> you had me at hello. There you go. Uh, so, we've got a lot to talk about. Obviously, uh, we had the... Launch, what I, What are they calling it? Like, just the PlayStation Presents last night? Showcase or something? Yeah, showcase. showcase. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. The, conver- the, the couch conversation? Conversations with PlayStation. There you go. about right, that? I did get some insight of that from uh, Sean Layden, though. Just It was interesting. Uh, and then we had the show floor today, which was open for 12 hours. Yeah. I didn't make it 12, but some of you guys did. Yeah, with a brief break for Carl's Jr., well, well you got to buy Carl's Jr. Yeah, you got to do that. <clears throat> so uh, let's talk first about Friday night. We kicked off with Sid Schumann and Sean Layden walking out, sitting on the couch. There were a lot of furniture on that on that stage, so we Barely, knew this none was, of it matched really. With bullshit yeah. seats all the way in the back. Yeah, media. <laughs> we sat on the at the bottom of the bleachers when they started going up. Yeah, on what we thought would be nice padded seats, but oh my god, those things were. <laughs> <laughs> really uncomfortable. Yeah, they 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 got more uncomfortable as the night went on. Actually, I was all right with not being in the front row this yeah, year. Yeah, it was it was fine. I I would like to have been up front, but it was fine where we were. Well, I'm just complaining just because it's fun to complain about that. Sure. I mean, the seat ninja, you you, you did get the best seats out the of the row. Yes. Yeah, so good job. <laughs> good job, seat ninja. Um, you know, so they come out and we know right away this is. It, it's funny. I don't know if this was a direct kind of answer for everyone complaining about the fact that there were no like developers anybody on uh the E3 stage this last year. I mean it was just nothing but you know demo 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 or video 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 and we really didn't have any of the personalities like we've had in previous years. I think it's a combination of a direct response to E3 because there was a negative yeah. impact and also just a response of most of their stuff they blew their load at Paris Games Week. A little bit. So I don't think they and could Tokyo have done like an E3. Yeah. But you guys all walked out and didn't hear him talking about this with Greg. So everybody who kept watching that that feed last night saw it. And I saw it because I stayed there. 
Um, but they discussed this in particular where he was saying that, you know, E3 is uh, a trade show. Sure. And that was the whole point of it was just to show the trailers and they don't need him up there saying, and here comes another trailer for this, you know? Well, but I agree with that for the most part, except for the fact that every company has now made it such a big deal to stream and to bring this stuff to the masses. Yeah. If it was literally just a trade show still, I I could see that. I could see that point of view because that's what I've heard. I heard today as well. So I didn't need to be there last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they stream it and they make such a big deal about it, like go, go, it was almost like the game awards, go see it on this platform, see it on this platform, see it on this platform. That was, in my opinion, that was always a thing about Sony that kind of set them apart was they, they got these people that are making these games in front of you. So it felt a little more personal. Yeah. And that's, I was talking to these guys earlier saying that that's what they need. They need to strike that balance again, the way Agreed. it was at E3 a couple of years ago where you'd see a couple trailers and then they'd have somebody out yeah. talking about their game and then you'd see something about their game. Yeah. They have their own rock stars and they need it. to use them. Yeah. Or even at least someone like pretending to play the game. <laughs> well, they need, but what star Wars connect. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> seriously, they need, uh, they need to strike that balance again. They need to Agreed. kind of bring the, bring the people out and just kind of mix it up a little bit. And the problem with last night was that balance was a little bit too far on the other side. Well, I mean, there was a long period of time, like probably 20 minutes, where it was nothing but talking. Yeah. And they need to figure that pacing out a little bit better. uh, Pacing needed to be fixed a little bit, but it's tough. What trailers did they have to show at this point? You know, because we we just, we had E3, we had Paris Games Week, we had the Game Awards the night before that was nonstop trailers, from what I understand. And then, Mm, and then this. Pretty much. You know, and we actually did see, apparently, everybody kept saying, oh, you have to see that Death Stranding trailer. Well, you did. And then, it was the yeah. exact same trailer. <laughs> and one of the people from PR walked past me at the end of the show. He's like, now you saw it, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Laughing as he went by. Yeah. I was like, now I did. <laughs> <laughs> Throw baby, woo! Yeah. Um, but, and it was a weird thing, because, I mean, you and I talked last week about what are we going to see that's new. Yeah. We really didn't see too much that was new. No. But and, and I was kind of disappointed about it that at first, but when we were walking out, I realized, look at all the stuff they actually showed us, though. It's all the stuff we've known about for at least a year, but now it's pretty much all going to come to fruition next year. Yeah. And you look at all of these first-party titles alone. I mean, we didn't see too much third-party yesterday. We saw some, but it was a lot of first-party. God of War and Days Gone, which Days Gone may get pushed just because there's no room for it. Um, dreams and all these other first party games, they have a loaded year next year. They do, but I liked I see I enjoy those conversations with the developers. I do and, too, and just the explaining of what they're going through and, and yeah. what they're dealing with. And it was cool to see, you know, this game is done. This game is like in the home stretch. This game has been going for seven years. This game, you know, you yeah. get to see yeah. all the different perspectives and. And yeah, I like all the little quips that Corey Barlog was making. Yeah, and I was just I mean, going to say he like, made it a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Sean Layden too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, he yeah. was hilarious. Finish he your game first. Fuck. Finish your game first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it, it's funny because I've heard from a couple credible sources that GT Sport they were trying to push it back again, and Sean Layden is the person that said, "No, you're bringing it up this year," and that's why it has quote unquote only 167 cars and. 
blah, 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 because they wanted to keep adding more stuff to it before they released it. And Sean Layden's like, no, you have to release it in 2017. Yeah. Which, thank you, Sean Layden. Well, yeah, if it pushes to 2018. Oh, my God, there'd be no room for it. There is no room for it. I mean, they're going to pull a Nintendo and just do one big title every month or two? <laughs> well, great for Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, did anything really stand out for you last night? Did anything just, was it the definition of, of what you saw last night? Did anything, you know, besides the medieval thing at the end? I don't think so. The I shirt mean, reveal? <laughs> no, yeah. And I spotted that. I said it and everybody was like, what is it? What is everybody, all, all you guys behind me. And then somebody was like, oh, it's medieval. And I was like, didn't I just say that? <laughs> well, we didn't hear you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But, well, originally I thought that was a moon, and I thought it was Sly Cooper. Mm. When you could just see the top of it, and I went, I think I leaned over to you, didn't I? And I was like, Oh, yeah, that might yeah. be Sly Cooper. It looks like a moon. Yeah. That's no moon. I when I when I was looking, at, I couldn't quite tell what was going on with the shirt. But the moment he started to unzip it, and I saw like part of a grave, I yeah. was like, Oh, medieval. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it was. There was some cool stuff last night. No news on Spider-Man, which doesn't surprise me because it, it's apparently in that weird phase where everything is broken because they're doing yeah. bug fixes. Yeah. Um, no new footage on God of War. It was the same stuff we saw from Paris Games Week. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, it still looks really good. And I love how everyone was breaking Corey's balls, even though he's like two yep. years faster than all these other games. <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean Yeah, that was the best part. Wait, can I get two more years? <laughs> I actually ran Finish into him in the game. hallway tonight here in the hotel and we talked yeah. for about a half an hour and I, I was like, So is that all genuine? He goes, Oh yeah, we get shit for it all the time because all the fans want the game so bad. Yeah. And so everybody just piles on him now whenever they see him. And then we were talking about uh VR stuff and I told him about something and he's just like oh, yeah, he was like, oh, now i got to get that. I'm like, no, you don't get it until you get your, your game done. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, if anything, the showcase was everyone hears Corey, fall in love with Corey. Yeah. And probably works. Corey's easy to fall in love with. He's a good guy. Yeah. He He's always been guy. incredible to talk to whenever we've seen him. This was, this was a good showcase for him, though. Like, it was. Just like, here's a, here's a personality. Yeah. And yeah. let him a, go, basically. I had a nice long talk with him at E3 during that closed door oh, sure. thing. So, yeah, he's he's a good guy. Yeah, I've always I've always had a great time talking to Corey. He's he's one of the good ones. Um yeah, and and I I think this is probably the last we're going to see of Herman Hulse for at least a year because they're going to be in kind of that limbo. Yeah. yeah. Of are they going to do something more for Horizon which they better not cuz it's a complete edition. That's game. right. Or is it going to be well, so there was a job listing the other day for a quest architect mm-hmm. or quest designer. And that doesn't sound like Killzone to me, so it worries me a little bit. Huh. I want to do Killzone, damn it. They showed they could make a really good RPG, so... I don't, yeah. know, I don't know that they're going back to Killzone, at least Probably for not. another couple of years, if they Which do sucks. it all. I really want one. Yeah. I mean, we've only had one on the PS4, and it was a launch title. Yeah. I want one, damn it. I, I don't know. I mean, there's... From that massive history that they wrote... Yeah. That, like... 10,000 year history that they wrote yeah uh, that was posted somewhere on the internet at some point it would be cool for them to be able to go back into that and and pull from somewhere in that arc and 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 put together a you know a series of games even by the way I did you a solid today Hmm? I uh, I was talking to a couple people 
about like all the remasters and everything. And I said, Soldiers, Kills, and Liberation. And a couple of them just kind of <laughs> raised their eyebrows. They're like, huh. <laughs> so I don't think it's happening, but I think they've been trying to make it happen. That would be awesome. Yeah. But I had your back. Just I want to see that. Just so saying. bad. Um, so, I mean, Wyatt, anything you saw last night? Uh, did you watch it last night? Yeah, I was there. Oh, that's right. You <laughs> were there. I'm sorry. You were sitting right next to, to Andy. Hey, yeah. I'm tired. Anything, yeah. anything that really jumped out at you? Um, I mean, I just thought it was nice that it was a little more informal. Sure. Them all talking to each other. Um, also, just like, it was really funny when it's like they said, it's like, hey, let's all play a game together. And it's just like, yeah. first I thought, like, I'm like, are they going to have this entire audience boot up PlayLink? That'd be, oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> but yeah, and then I was just like, then they, they went to the Detroit thing, and it's like, everyone yells out. Well, the problem with using Detroit was all the choices, or almost all the choices had a time limit, a really quick time limit. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like they could do, like, the Until Dawn thing that they did last time. Yeah. But it was a neat idea. It was funny to watch. Because yeah. then they're like, you're not listening to us. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, yeah, some familiar trailers. Some I, I didn't watch the Game Awards show, so it's nice to see those. But uh, Oh, you finally get to see Throat Baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get off that Throat Baby <laughs> thing, by the way. It's it's forever. <laughs> I th- I, and I tweeted it, but I think Justin Roiland should totally voice that Throat Baby. Act like Mr. Meeseeks. It'd be amazing. <laughs> Thumbs up! Just go up to him and be like, I think you got some phlegm. We tried to spit it out. It was all black. Nah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was funny. A lot of people were asking me today. A lot of Sony people were like, so what'd you think of last night? And I, I gave my opinion. It means nothing. Yeah. But, you know, I, I thought it was cool. I liked it. But that... That one section in the middle, man, they really needed to break that up a little bit. They really did. Um, that new VR game, though, uh, I'm gonna—I'm forgetting names all night, just letting you know now. Fireteam? Fireteam? Firewall. Firewall. Fi- Firewall. Firewall. Yeah, everyone's talking about that. Firewall It's Rainbow Zero. Six VR. It's freaking crazy. Yeah, I'm going to play it tomorrow in the... Yeah, I've got a, a, an appointment to play it tomorrow morning. Um, she was trying to get me to play it tonight, but they had it all shut down. He's like, go play it now. And all the developers are like, we already shut everything down. <laughs> like, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, that looks awesome. Uh, I played Wipeout VR today. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did play that, that tomorrow, that, too. That was great. Yeah. Um, but I guess let's get to today. Or is there anything else we need to talk about for last night? Not really. Here, I thought we had, we'd have so much to talk last about. Last Guardian VR? I did that today, too. Yeah? Yeah. Pretty cool. It's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the wipeout cool thing's free. Thing. The wipeout is free. Yep. Last Guardian yeah. is free. Yep. That's really awesome yep. that they're doing it that way. Corey Barlog today said that he wants to do a God of War VR, but they have no idea what to do yet. Exactly. But he's like, just, oh, we totally got to figure so, it out. So, do you remember that scene in I think it was three where you have to punch the guy and it's in first person? Oh yeah, it is in three. Yeah, yeah. Just do that. that there you go. Well, what about the scene in all of them where you're in the room with the girls? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Yeah, and then you get to play from the point of view of one of the girls. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you play a game like that at E3 like that's two years true. ago? You did, didn't you? Oh, that's true, yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> when you needed the uh, VR condom? Yes. The Naughty America? Uh, Was it Naughty America? Uh, I don't even know who they were. <laughs> I'm starting to get nauseous, I don't know why. <laughs> he, he, he says that, but he went home and Googled it immediately. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I couldn't even tell you at this point. Mm. 
All right, so let's go around the room. Uh, oh, wrong thing. Who was first? Dark Eclipse. Who? Who did? Oh wait, you, were, you didn't make it to that, did you? I, well, I ended up making it to it later. Oh okay. I can talk about it now if you want. Sure. Uh, so yeah, Dark Eclipse. It's a VR. They call it a VR MMO. Right. But it's more like VR uh, RTS, which is kind oh. of interchangeable, anyways, just because MOBAs kind of came from MMOs. Is this the one that you can play somebody else on the screen on the TV? Hmm? Oh no 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 that's a, yeah that's a different one that's okay. like League of War or something oh that's right but yeah. this is a very similar idea where you're basically in VR but you're you know grabbing this little like icon and then placing it somewhere to tell your units where to go oh okay and then um, they call it a MOBA because there's also like a, the tower building aspect from MOBAs right or actually I guess in MOBAs you're, you're normally knocking them down but in this I don't case know how to play MOBAs you're going out there you're building a few towers. And then you're sieging the enemy's base and trying to take down oh. their base. And okay. It was all right. I mean, I played a, a single match against an AI, and I don't think the AI was turned on. Because I basically, oh. I made a few bases, and then she's the person who was coaching me was like, oh, we're going to try to get someone else on, so why don't you see if you can take their base? So I just, like, sent two of my units to the base, and they encountered no resistance and just <laughs> took it instantly. I was like, oh, okay, well, so much for that. But, oh, well. But it was kind of cool to be in VR, because you could easily kind of move the play field around to look around or like i'm having one unit do one thing and i want to look at my other unit and i just kind of turn my head to the side to see the unit as opposed to have to like scroll across the map and then scroll back it's yeah it's kind of actually a, a better fit than i would have thought so was it playstation move controllers yes okay does it work with dualshock do you know i i didn't ask um they were doing it with two moves and for some reason one of them wasn't working so i was doing it with a <laughs> single one but you really only need one because it's yeah, you're just picking up the thing, and then you can... The other one yeah. is only used for holding a flag up. You have to hold it perfectly still. Yep. That's your uh, your avatar. So, it, it seemed all right. Maybe eh. worth looking into if you like RTSs and you want one on a VR. Yeah. Actually, we forgot to talk about exactly what we did first. We stood in line. We went and stood in line for, for the store for like a half an hour. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. was why I missed the... Uh, no, you don't say that on a pot. You were busy doing super yeah, important busy. Andy doing business stuff. stuff. Busy yelling at MJC and I for waiting in line and making him late because we, we asked him to yeah. hold our purse. It's a European. You messed up, Andy. Yeah. Okay. Now they know when they listen. They're going to be like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> well, still, it's better than waiting in line for four hours. There was a dude in front of us in line today. He's like, I waited in, I waited in line three hours last year. I'm like, why? You can just buy this stuff online. Most I, of it. I went over there late in the afternoon, like before. I don't know what time it was. It was late in the afternoon, and the line was like half. And if I had been there about five minutes before, yeah, I would have had a handful of games because they they were standing in the store throwing games yeah, I saw into them the line that, yeah. of people, and, and and I was I was at the I was at the end of the line basically, but we were you know yeah halfway through the squiggles. <laughs> and um, and they weren't throwing them our way at all. And oh. the guy behind me is like, they're not. Thro-, they're, and I look back at him. I'm like, no, we're fucked. <laughs> they were throwing them right to the we, the pack of the line. Oh, we actually didn't wait that long because we got there. We got over there like 30 seconds after the doors opened. Mm-hmm. So I think we probably waited 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah that's about was, how long uh, I waited. 28 is when I was able to actually finally walk into yeah. the line or the yeah. store. 
I was it was about twenty minutes for me to get in from when I walked over there. This is so. the first PSX I've ever actually made it through the store. You didn't do the first one? No. And then it was like you told me about uh, they had something for your badge or at the first PSX in Vegas. Yeah, you were like, go over there because they have something. Something I'm like, huh? Uh, yeah, and by the time I made it over there, they were all out. Yeah. 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 Nobody tells me shit. Remember, it was like you had to you had to badge in, and it was like the swag bag that way. Yeah, but you had I to go that. over there and actually scan it was, your badge. It, well, it was yeah, it was right next to the store. At next that year. to the store. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't know about it until it yeah. was way too late. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. That's okay. What'd you buy at the store? What did I buy? You had a, you had a nice stack there. Yeah, I bought a. Well, I wanted a Grand Turismo shirt, but they only had large. I'm like really? Uh, but I got a Kojima production shirt, which are really hard to get. Uh, I got a Spider-Man shirt, which are really hard to get. Um, this is the first time they've sold them. Uh, what else did I get? I got, oh, I got an ugly Christmas sweater because I've always wanted a PlayStation ugly Christmas sweater. sweater. The one, the one that I got, the blue one? No, I got the gray one. Ah. Uh, I almost got the blue one though, so thank goodness for that. That, No, that was the one I wore at Extra Life a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. No, no, I got the, it's like the 20th anniversary colors or the PS, the PlayStation 1 colors. Uh, what else did I get? I got a... Oh, I got this really cool long sleeve black shirt that has like a bunch of PlayStation logos on it. I really like that one. And then I got some other shirt. I don't remember what the hell it is though. You what did you buy, Andy? I bought that uh, Spider Man shirt. Oh yeah, Spider Man, and I got the uh, cat uh, figure. Oh, one of the Toro or whatever. No cat from uh, oh cat from Gravity Crush. Gravity yeah, yeah, Gravity yeah. Crush. Cool. Apparently, no one else was buying them because when I went up there, she didn't know how to ring it up. She's like, "Where is this on the list?" <laughs> one of the supervisors had to come over and show her where it was. Oh, that's my manager. Poor, poor Gravity Rush. I don't know how they don't have the barcodes on that shit because that was that totally slows the line down. Like, oh, what what shirt is this? I said PlayStation. Like, I I don't know what to tell you. When when I realized she couldn't find it, I I truly understood the gravity of the situation. Oh, sorry. Did I rush that pun? You, we don't have the pun glasses. Damn. That's not really allowed. Damn, double pun. God damn it. Double pun. You're damn master at that. <sighs> He's been thinking that up for hours. He's got another one. He's got another one cooked up. He was waiting for it. Um, I'm good. What'd you buy, MJC? Spider-Man. Spider-Man! Did you buy anything oh, today? shit. I'm going to have to go back tomorrow and get Spider-Man. Uh, you should. Yeah, I mean, I picked up the blue Christmas sweater. Oh, really? Yeah. It's actually interesting. Um... Because I, I didn't go to the merch booth inside, but on oh, that the outside one. of the convention center, they actually have like a little booth that's yeah. just selling the clothing, nothing else. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw it out there. I didn't really look at what they had, though. Yeah. I didn't know if they had all of the shirts from inside and whatnot, yeah. but um, I needed to pick up a Christmas sweater for my office holiday Christmas nice. thing. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. They, they had these other Gran Turismo shirts. But they were based on those three cars they have out out there, and they're horrible paint jobs. But it was like this competition they had. So one of them is like this pink, the anti-social social club. Yeah, yeah. There was like a camo one, and then they painted up this Porsche. The Porsche looked the best out of all of them, but yeah. And I said I don't really need a GT Sport camo shirt. <laughs> no thanks. But. No, it was it was cool that we got that done because I always forget about the store until it's too late, and then the line's like, 
Yeah, the, you can see uh, it from space. The Spider-Man shirt has an exclusive tag on it, so you might want to go early tomorrow in case oh, they run out shit, of that one. Right when the door opens. Yeah. I'll just get it. Well, hopefully they'll, no they'll let us in a few minutes early and you can make a beeline. Because we went on the other side this morning, so all of a sudden we're like, oh shit, we should go to the store. I think one of you two brought that up. Probably him, because I, I don't like buying shit at well, nobody the Nobody likes it. You guys were so excited and giddy, like, I'm going to get a, that, I'm going to get that, I'm going to get that. Yeah, it was just, well, we had 20 minutes in line to figure out what we wanted. And then finding it was a bitch. But what are you going to do? All right. So what's next? Who Who was next? Who had Horizon? That was you, didn't you? That was me. That game looks cool. It looks like OutRun. It's the game, yeah, we played it at San Francisco. I thought we played the first one. No, this is the first one. I thought this was the second one. No, this is the first one. Oh. This is the same one. Okay. Uh, they've added uh, multiplayer to it, though. Yeah. Local multiplayer, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, four player. Uh, they've added a couple modes. Um, there's a tournament mode and an endurance mode. And you can have uh, Ghost on there as well. Oh, okay. Is it so. Nolan North, like in Destiny? Holy oh, shit, God dude. damn it. This is why we never have you on the podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, somehow you let me have my own. Yeah. Because <laughs> I well, hope you'd burn out by now of the puns. <laughs> damn it. He's just, cr- he's just like become better at it because he's got his own show. Oh, well, we'll have to cancel the side show then. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Or the side quest. We already, we already canceled the side show. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty cool. Uh, they've done a lot of work on it. It looks better. It feels, it drives a little bit better. Um, they have tracks across the entire planet now. Right. A ton of tracks um, spread across. They need to stop fucking with it and release it. Everywhere. No, they, yeah, they said it, uh, spring. Of 2020? 2018. 2018. I'll believe I, I had to think every, what was for a second. Just about every single game... Spring is going to be a friggin' nightmare. Yeah, because I saw the same every thing too. single game I saw today was spring shit. 2018. Yeah, and then we're going to spring, get spring and then and they, all, they would all they would all say March as well. Yeah. So apparently March yeah. is going to be. Just get your wallets out now, folks. Just start saving because March is going to be a bitch. It's going to be March Madness. Yeah. I mean, there you go. That was a good one. That was a good one. I approve. See? I approve. <laughs> Essentially, it's the same game I saw uh, a couple years ago, but you know they've. They've added and they've upgraded. It looks like a drive now, though. Or it they, does like, tweak the the tracks a little bit so the turns aren't so bad. Yeah, it definitely it drives a lot better than it did. Um, you know, but it's it's the same game essentially. Sure, as it was. So you know, there's not a whole lot to to discuss beyond that. Sure, makes sense. All right, Kingdom Come. But what's going on over here? I don't know. Andy's looking at me funny. Sounds like your phone's ringing. <laughs> I don't know where I'm hearing that from. All right, it, this, this is buzzing. Toast? <laughs> Apparently, something's buzzing over here. I don't. Know. It's not my phone. I mean, there's traffic outside, but no, there's a buzz. But it's no, like it's it's a phone that's ringing, like in the next room. Oh, Jesus! I don't hear that at all. Maybe I'm having the stroke again. Anyway, Kingdom Come. Oh, okay, so that uh, we didn't know it was Deep Silver. Yeah, I didn't know either, but someone said Deep Silver during the thing, and I was like, okay. Uh, um, so that's a medieval RPG. It takes place in the... Uh, they kept saying Czech. Uh, okay. So uh, I forget exactly the 
the year. They give an exact year. Um, so they're going for like a very realistic sort of RPG um, in terms of this. The there's no magic or anything like that. It's in the Holy Roman Empire. Okay. I'm looking at the description right now. Yeah. Um, just trying to think of like what happened during that. It was like an so hour experience and immaculately detailed, true to history recreation from the viewpoint of a blacksmith caught in the middle of a civil war making meaningful choices and facing consequences to guide his story. So in terms of like the the realism, like they he was showing me a lot of the stuff where he's like, "Okay, you see this tower? Uh we built it and then our historian said in 1503 or whatever year it was, the tower wasn't finished yet." Oh. So then we had to undo most of the tower and put it under construction because we wanted to be historically accurate. <laughs> and they uh they did cool things like he said just a, just as a like little added thing for like the culture and everything like that, yeah. they actually went to the country and had people scan like their faces okay. and like their grandparents' faces just so they can get like what people would you know look like from that country. And a they bit more degenerated accurate. digitally. Uh, what probably eight generations, <laughs> something like yeah. that. Where they 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 went above and beyond in terms of like the detail for that. They like hired a historian just to keep them. Well, the hiring a historian thing is cool, but it sounds like a kind of a waste of money to go past that. Yeah, but it it you can tell it paid off. Like there there's like little touches in it. Like the um, there's no like real like UI. The UI is very simple. Okay. In terms of you just have a compass. There's no mini map because they said they'll just break the immersion. Uh, you actually, um, uh, I was really impressed by like little things like just the uh, the actual like menus in the map. It looks like. Um, Kind of like if you would find like an old like book from back then, like the hand drawn paintings sure. of like maps and stuff like that. Uh, all that stuff just looks like really mm, cool and stuff like cool. that. The combat is going to be really difficult though. It's a uh, very skill based and and uh, kind of uh, you have to pay attention to the animation stuff, but not as hard as like a like a, a Souls game. Um, mm, okay, but you have to be aware of. Uh, armor, where the armor is being worn, stuff like that, and uh, something like they said this game's going to be very difficult, and you just have to uh, play it. As long you get, the longer you play, the better you're going to get at it. You're not okay. going to be, you're not a superhero in this game, you know. So you're a you're, blacksmith. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things where you're you're not the chosen one. You're not going to just like. The, the, <laughs> Wait, so you're not Keanu Reeves? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Right. You, you're not the chosen one. You're not a superhero. You're not just going to go in there and just destroy everybody. You need to actually oh, okay. take your time, learn different options. You're going to run into battles that you can't win because you're just you're not going to be good enough with the combat yet, and, and you would you're going to have to find other ways of doing missions in terms of like um, different strategies and stuff like that. He says you have to pay attention to the cutscenes because the cutscenes will actually give you clues and details on different options you'll have. So uh, there's just cool things, and they said um, they're looking at maybe a game that's going to spawn into like dozens and dozens of hours, and the different uh, missions are going to feel very different from each other. So uh, one mission he showed me was just a straight up like combat mission, sure, uh, where it's just simple. You had a group of uh, soldiers with you and you're just attacking like uh, a castle uh, you're an archer so you can't really jump the line mm. because you would just get destroyed right so you had to stay behind your line 
but the uh, the AI that you're with, uh, they're really good at um, killing the enemies. Okay. So it wasn't doing that game thing where you have to be the one to get the last kill. Oh, thank God. So if if you did enough strategy, so like the enemy team had, uh, the enemy side had archers. So if you would have set fire to some areas and made it like smoky, sure. then the archers couldn't shoot your guys. Were they shooting video of this out in L.A. last few days? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, just wondering. I, I'm just Making Wyatt still disappointed. Yeah. yeah. I was still disappointed I didn't see any of that. This. I saw a big plume of smoke when we when we were coming in for a landing. I feel terrible saying that. Like I was disappointed I didn't it, see anything. It, it was but. weird. It looked like a campfire, but like larger. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like super larger? Well, no. Like, it was just a, a chimney of smoke that went yeah. straight up because there wasn't much wind that day and... It was weird because I even have to have like, do you think that's the fires? But it was obvious. I just, yeah, I, I expected, I expected bigger. Yeah. Um. So I, I was, I was kind of happy that like they, they're they're going for a realistic approach. And then when I saw the fact that I didn't have to kill everybody, yeah, or I didn't have to get the final kill, or it wasn't that dumb AI that looks like they're doing something, but they're not really doing. Yeah, damage. they're just like you know sparring until you get there, and then you do the final stab. Yeah. And you're like, oh, cool, let's move on. <laughs> um. So he showed me the, uh, that mission. He said, like, he could have, you could have finished that mission in, like, 20 minutes, or if you would have followed all the different uh, paths and stuff like that, you can stretch that out to, like, four hours because there's side Jesus. stories. That can, yeah, because he's like, cause like, the main thing was you're supposed to find, you're supposed to do this battle until you reach this one guy. Yeah. Uh, but based on all the different options that are available to you, you could, you know, spread that out. Like, you could have just found that guy and then just, you know, fought him and stuff like that but there are different ways of approaching it that you like stretch out that quest and then he kept telling me he's like all the missions you know all the quests are going to feel completely different and i've heard that Mm. before so in the back of my head i'm like yeah yeah you're still stabbing people he's like well let me jump ahead to this this other mission and he showed me this thing he's like okay so this one you have to be a monk like you're like trying to infiltrate like a monastery okay um and he's like, so this one's completely different. You are going to have to live as a monk. They give you your schedule of like, you know, 4 a.m. you do this, 6 a.m. you do that. Oh, this sounds tedious now. It, it did seem kind of tedious. And that was another one where he's just like, all you're trying to do is find information. Okay. Uh, in this, uh, but the more you, uh, like, you could, you could then, again, like, find someone, find, you know, find the information right away if you get lucky. Yeah. Finish it real quick. Or you can and do everything. Beer. Yeah. You can do everything, and um, you can uh, find more information that will help you build out the story, flesh out the story, and you can stretch like just that individual quest to multiple hours, depending on how far you want to go with it. Jeez. So he said, like the 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 gameplay person to person like length is going to be vastly different based on your play style. Sounds like it. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm really impressed with it. it. The only thing is, like, the combat looked difficult, and that's I'm just not that <laughs> that that combat like is just not my style. Yeah. So uh, anybody it, playing that one? Like a Souls it's not game. Not Japanese. That's true. We can make it Japanese somehow. I don't know. Yeah, record all the dialogue and then put subtitles on it. Yeah, I'll use Google Translate. Okay. And uh, that'll be perfect. I'm sure. Uh, like it is for voicemails. 
see they had uh, people wearing like full suits of armor out in front of their booth. Yeah, they had, cool. they, and they were yeah. moving super stiff. Like that, you can tell they were just like. Well, when I walked by, they were both on their knees holding the flags up. They were just like, "Screw this." Well, because yeah, when I saw them, it was uh, it was eleven o'clock. There was one hour in, and they were already looked kind of like, "Oh, uh, this, this yeah, is." Yeah, I think I saw later they had taken it off, and they were. Just wearing like the under stuff from it. <laughs> the, the actors that are working this convention this week are getting the, like those uh, androids for yeah Detroit. the androids yeah the Detroit androids that who were very committed mar- marched around yeah. the three of Andy Wyatt myself we were standing kind of by the front door and they all come walking towards us and they like did uh, an actual left ninety degree turn took two steps took a ninety degree turn to the right and went by us instead of like you know brushing bias or anything it was it was creepy i saw one eating a hot dog and i was very upset because it just like broke my illusion we're across the street from disney where <laughs> the, where the actors take their job serious and you cannot yep. see them out of character yep. and i see one of these androids eating a hot dog oh give me a hot dog well you should see the the freakers in uh days gone oh i, oh, I did yeah, yeah that was funny while i was standing in line at the store because it's right next to that um, I hear this, oh, oh, and the guy working the door for the store turns and he runs like into the store area and somebody goes, that was a zombie, wasn't it? And he goes, that was a zombie. Like somebody, a girl zombie running into the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it freaked him out. <laughs> nice. Him run away. That's the thing, like, the set pieces they got set up are pretty fucking cool. They're very intricate and very, some are overblown. It's crazy. Yeah, the Days Gone one, they have, like, grass laid out it's, and, and gravel. dirt. Yeah, yeah, gravel and dirt. Like, I'm wa- I walked into that area, and I'm like, what the fuck? Holy shit, the there's reaction. dirt all over the yeah. ground. Yeah. <laughs> and that, sh- that Shadow of the Colossus thing is neat. Oh, well, yeah. and I don't think you saw Twitter, um... Well, when I walked in there, Knack walked in and started attacking oh, the freakers. That, yeah. <laughs> it was fucking nuts. Because you were very, you were very short about what you said, and everybody's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And you're like, "Knack went into the Days Gone thing." Well, all they had to do was look at the pictures. Well, that's that's way too much work for people on the internet. <laughs> they also have that uh, giant uh, booth for Spider-Man. Yeah, and everyone like runs up to like, "Yeah, Spider-Man." Oh wait, it's only it's photos. You can't just, actually just play take it. a picture. Yeah, there's uh, some canned video playing and. But it's kind of cool. They have a rooftop, uh, you know, like setting. So there, there's like the skylights out in the middle, and yeah, it's yeah. neat. But yeah, it's this humongous structure, and a lot of it's from E3. They use yeah. that same crane and everything, yeah. and it's just literally to take a picture by stuff. Well, that's the thing. Like a lot of the entire Sega thing is directly from E3. It's the yeah. same one they use, and and you see that with a, a lot of the things. It's funny to spot. Okay, that's the one they've been using yeah, for the, the past three years. Is. Yeah. And that's the one they've been that's using cool for the though. past three years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not worth it to build a whole new booth every yeah. time you go oh, somewhere. No, not but, at all. I'm sure they used them at PAX, too. But it's just funny to see that. I'm surprised they didn't have that uh, double-decker PlayStation VR thing here again. Uh, I think it's because it was so spread out. Uh, yeah, this it's year so spread out. They the, didn't need it because yeah, that double-decker was literally because they ran out of room. And yeah. they did it in a much better way. This year? Yeah. Oh, my God, it's awesome. The fact that they took... The stage and all the seats, because you weren't here last year, but it was where yeah, it was half. I know the Days Gone thing was yeah. so that it, it was more than half though. It went almost all the way back, and then there was that little back section where they had Gran Turismo and a couple other games. So now they moved that into a different building. So now both halls are nothing but game floor, and it's awesome because they said they sold more tickets this year, 
but it doesn't feel crowded at all. No, it's not. It's really cool how they did it. Yeah, it's it's a big enough floor space and really spread out in a way that you can have a ton of people in there and you don't feel it at all. Right. Right. Even, even the devs were saying that. Like a couple of devs were like, "Oh, this is so much better than PAX because like there's actually room in front of our booth instead of just uh, yeah. a crowd." Yeah. PAX when you can't get through any aisles because people are just standing around everywhere. Yeah. The indie mega booth is just it's almost like World War Z where it's just people piling on top of each other. Yeah, I don't miss that at all. So, anyway. Well, you're not on our calendar. Did you make a list of stuff you played? Oh, what was the first thing you played? Uh, let's see. First thing I played was uh Code Hardcore. The I walked by that. Yeah, it's a two uh like a side scroller 2D mech fighting game. Right. And um yeah, I mean, I first I'd seen of it. I think there's some stuff on it, but um, yeah, it was just really fun to play it because like there's they had a like PvP mode up for play, but I think there's also a single player. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, it's like me, me and Andy were playing against uh, two other people. Yeah, did you guys win? <laughs> no. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I mean, well, like we were still learning the controls as we like. Doesn't matter. So we we got up there, and these two people had just lost, and the guy's like, "Well, since you two lost, you can keep playing." No, wait, so, what? So they had already played one, so they knew the controls, and we're like, oh. "Well, we don't know the controls." But yeah, it was fun because like like the first mech I picked was um, sort of like a lightweight, um, quick moving one, which uh, you know it's like felt nice movement, and even had a button where you could actually. It uh, would transform into a jet. Oh, nice! And it was like, yeah, movement felt great on that one. And then, like when I died, that like, you can pick another mech, which you want, you know, so you can be the same thing or sure. choose something different. <laughs> I chose like one of the heaviest mechs, apparently, and it was hilarious because, like, yeah, I get in and I'm like barely walk a foot <laughs> every time. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, it's like then you just you fire his cannon and it is it like half lives the guys we were no fighting. shit. It went it when I managed to land it. Wow! But yeah, it's like definitely nice. Like the the different mechs feel pretty different. And cool. The art is really great. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get to like check it out today. I walked by it and just kind of glanced for a couple seconds, but I really didn't know what what the deal was. So that's cool. I'll have to walk by it tomorrow. Yeah, really fun. Yeah. Andy, you want to tell us about DJ Max? Nah, I'm good. All right, cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, anyone who's listened to the side quest has heard me talk about it because I imported it. Nobody but, uh, listens to that. That's true. <laughs> I listen except for, sometimes. Except for Ian. Thanks, Aww. Ian. Thanks, Ian. Um, yeah, so I was kind of surprised to hear that DJ Max was going to be at PSX because we tend to focus on, you know, North American games here. And they hadn't announced that it was coming west yet. So in between when they announced it was going to be here, they announced that it is, in fact, coming west. Yay. Um, so uh, I had a quick interview, which might put on the podcast, but I just transcode because it's, mm-hmm. it's me talking to one of the, the game's main director and uh, through a translator. So it's sure. back and forth. I don't know that that necessarily makes for something people want to listen to, but I'll at least try to transcribe it for anyone who's curious. I'll be but. the judge of that. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so... Short little interview there, and then since I have the game at home, I didn't feel the need to really sit there and, and play it a whole bunch, but I did. You didn't wow him? You should, oh, this is the first time I played this. <laughs> no, he he played it, but he didn't wow him. I, oh, well, yeah. well, I did the opposite. Instead of like pretending it was my first time, I pulled up my picture of my collection and showed it to the director, like, here's all the games I have, which is all of the games that are out. And he's like, oh, nice. <laughs> 
and then proceeded to embarrass himself. Yes. Well, <laughs> so I didn't embarrass myself, myself at first because I went over and I played one song, and they had a, a scoreboard of list, uh, and the top three people for the day would get a prize. Sure. And there were three scores on there. It's I all went the in and I got second after the first song I played. So nice. the one guy who had been translating, I got the impression that he hadn't played nearly as much, and he was like, "Oh man, great score, great score." <laughs> So then in like five minutes I'm standing there, of course, someone else like knocks me down to third. It's probably one of those people from round one that we see playing all those crazy music games. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in third for a little while because I stopped nice. by a few times during the day. Um, but by the end of the day, I'd been knocked off. The... You should have you played again and defended your honor. So I tried to play again because they also had another contest where you could play against one of the developers yeah. who was wearing one of the costumes from one of the songs in the game. Um, and so I went up and did that, and I did I did terrible. It was bad. Boo. I'm not even going to talk about it, so it didn't happen. I didn't actually go and get back and play again. I just <laughs> checked by a few times to look at my score, and that was it. You were on, like, all these scoreboards today, because you were on another one, too. Yeah, the uh, something vector. Strike vector? No. no. Sprint, Sprint vector. Sprint vector. Sprint vector. Okay. I know nothing of that game. Uh, Josh, pig eat ball. Yeah. Trailer looked interesting. It's cool. It's kind of a Pac-Man-ish game. It is, in a way. And and that's these guys are around our age and so old as fuck. Yeah, the idea is that they wanted to make an arcade type game that kids could play. Oh, okay. And arcade games are hard as hell. Yeah. For kids nowadays because yeah. the, they're unrelenting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but they've always been kind of like that. So, well, part of the idea here is that if you fail, I think, three times on a stage, uh, yeah, the easy mode. <laughs> you just un- automatically went in and you get a big trophy? No, the easy mode unlocks. Oh, okay. So it just makes it a lot easier so that you can play it with the kids and they can get through it and enjoy it. Oh, cool. Um, but uh, the whole thing is uh, your dad, King Cake... Uh, wants you to get married. Uh, so he's throwing a competition to figure out who you're going to marry. And you put on a disguise and enter the competition. Okay. Um, and you're, you're going around, there's, there's this overworld and it connects to all these, all these little areas. And the cool thing is each one is sort of a take on an old arcade game. Oh no shit! Yeah, like a so, real old arcade game, or like Cubert, and I mean, he oh. was naming all these games, and That's I'm cool. like, oh, cool. Um, I didn't quite see that um, <laughs> from the levels I played. Uh, you're basically a pig, and you're sucking. Is your in. disguise the pig? Is that what you're saying? Or, cause no, you're the pig, but you you the disguises you get like you start with glasses. Oh, okay. And then you can, if you go through this maze in the overworld and find the giant lips, then you can pull in more tennis balls because you're eating tennis balls basically the whole time and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you'll hit these spots where you have to move through a really tight space and you can't fit because you've you've got all these tennis balls. So you have to Mm. barf them out, uh, which gets you smaller. And then you can squeeze through. And there's bosses and... It's it's pretty cool. There's a lot of secrets to explore and find and everything. Um, the bosses are are pretty crazy, and they each have their own you know hook to them, sure. like any other boss. 
Uh, there's five worlds in there, and each world has 50 levels. So there's 250 levels, essentially, to go through. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, there's two bosses per world. So there's a lot to do there. Uh, it's, it's actually really fun. It's, it's, they said it's about a five to ten hour game, depending on how you play, depending on you know whether you really search for all the stuff or whether you just go right through and let me grab all the tennis balls and move on. So it's going to take you 30 hours? Probably. Yeah, yeah that's what we were talking about. Um, there's four-player local multiplayer, too. Jeez. Which is kind of cool. Um, is it just PvP, basically? You're just playing against each other, or you can do teams? Yeah, or? there's there's a whole multiplayer kind of thing going on there, and, and that it's different every time. Like each, each little level is different, which is kind of cool. And you can make your own playlist of, of things that you want to do. Like one, you're, it's just straight up that the balls are shooting out all over the place and you just, whoever gets the most, you know, wins and you can turbo boost into the back of somebody and it makes them barf and they lose all those balls and then you can go and get them. Um, Another one, <laughs> we call that the tooth toothpaste uh, tube. Another one was uh, there's parts of sandwiches all over the place. Yeah. Like there's bread, and there's lettuce in the corner, and then there's meat down the other corner, and the and you have to rush over and basically get the pieces and bring them back to your corner to build a sandwich. Is that the burger time level? Kind of, yeah. I bet you that. I bet you that's what. That's probably yeah. what it's based off of. So huh. y- you have to. And as you're doing it, like one of the risk reward things is you can pick up the piece and you can aim back at your corner and shoot the the piece over there. Uh. But a person can intercept it and block it. So you have to kind of take that into account. And the first one to build like three sandwiches wins. Nice. Um, and it, it's like that. There's there's very different takes on on how each one plays out uh, mm. for the multiplayer. So that alone could be a great party game and just hours of fun sure. on its own so yeah it's a nice. it's a pretty cool looking game all right well somehow i don't even know how i'm the one that got stuck with this because uh i am terrible at the first one uh super meat boy forever um i'm terrible well you know the 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 high cool shirts there yeah they did the high accuracy uh games like that and v v v v v i'm not good at them but i ended up walking over and uh uh you know, I, I know these guys a little bit. Uh, he actually recognized me right away, so I was like, "Oh, I guess I know him better than I thought." This one's interesting though because it's not. It's. It has elements of an infinite runner now, so you don't control hmm. Meat Boy right left, like you could before. Yeah, he just runs. Huh. So what you have now is a jump button, and obviously it's contextual, so you can just do a little tiny jump or a long one. Yeah. When you're in the air, you can hold, you can hit a, uh, square, and that's a... Oh, no, you hit the jump button. It's only one button. Hit the jump button, and it'll do like a punch across to traverse more area. But also, mm-hmm. if you connect a punch with an enemy, you get another punch. So there's mm-hmm. times where you have to time it because there's an enemy going up and down or whatever. You hit him and then hit it again, and you can actually get across a really good gap. And there's also a dive move. So if you're coming in on something, you could push down, and you come down, and you'll actually hit an enemy if they're on the ground, too. Mm-hmm. 
but you use this this ground pound as as a strategy to kind of cut your jump short or whatever. So after I got used to it, I, I was actually doing pretty well, surprisingly. But what happens is for every stage there is, once you complete it, you can go back to that stage and it procedurally generates a new version of that stage. You finish that one and it's and then it's the S level and it does the same thing but it makes it harder. So there's I think he said three hundred and fifty of those stages, all with two different variants. <laughs> then when you're in the overworld map, you can hit triangle and that takes you to like the I think they said the dark world. And there's and the dark world stuff is even harder and each of those has different levels. Jeez. And I finished two of the dark world levels and he he was like kind of surprised, so was I. <clears throat> but I mean, it's the same Meat Boy graphics and everything else. It looks really good. It's, mm-hmm. <clears throat> But the levels get pretty effing crazy. There's a new guy working on the game with Tommy. It's not... Uh, what's the guy's name? It's a different guy now. And he was there. He's the level designer, and I flipped him off because the levels are crazy. I mean, it, it, it's, it's addictive, though. Um, cool. But there's a lot of gameplay... There, it's coming out on all the platforms. It's PS4, Xbox, and PC, and Switch. And they're shooting for 2018. They didn't really have anything more than that. But it was cool. I, I don't know if I'll play it constantly, but I'll probably buy it. It was neat. Nice. Yeah. So who's next? Church in the Darkness, Josh again. Oh, me. Yeah. And you saw this how many times now? Was no, once he saw it. Yeah, E3. I saw it. Well, that's right, yeah. and it was a different level. Yeah. Mm. Um. So this is the one that's inspired. It's set in the seventies. It's inspired by the cult groups that were all the rage in the seventies, like Jonestown and the and the Sunny. Uh, yeah. Well, the Moody's. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say the Sunny and and the group that kidnapped Billy in soap. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. And then everybody had to go. <laughs> Everybody had to be <laughs> dressed, and they had to be dressed head to toe in black, and they had they had covered their faces um, with wow. with black makeup, and Benson went with them. Oh, that's right. And then Jessica couldn't figure out who was who. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, I need to watch that show again someday. I can love that. <laughs> the people on this um, side of the room were just like. Yeah. yeah. So there was a great show called Soap. It was it was a parody on soap operas. Oh my gosh, it was and amazing. And that's actually where the show Benson came from. It was a spin-off. Yes, yeah. I totally know that Benson. You don't know is Benson? That, is it the Robert Robert Guillaume? Guillaume? The butler? Robert Guillaume, yeah. yeah. In the, the mayor, in okay. the in the governor's mansion. Yeah, he became the governor's aide. And oh, it God. was because and they spun it off as Fucking as good. the governor was Jessica Tate's cousin. Yes. You uh, you need to look up soap. Yeah, it's it, seriously. It, it was you really ben, do. It's it four seasons. I, I know what Are Benson you me is. I smell, smell bad. It's yeah. it's four that seasons. Too. It's you can get the complete set for like twenty five bucks yeah, or something like that on Amazon. It's yeah. worth it because it is absurdly funny. It's the show that Billy Crystal got to start on. Okay. Yeah, and he plays a gay guy. Yeah. On the network TV. I mean, in nineteen seventy six or seven, so, yeah. whenever it was. Uh, which was beyond groundbreaking. Oh, and, yeah. And the shit that they pulled on that show, it, you could not put that on TV now. It's there's, there's a whole it's alien insane. abduction story, and there's... There's a baby there's, that's possessed by the devil. Yep. 
they go to uh, the, someone gets what was it kidnapped to that little like Columbia or Jessica got kidnapped by El Puerco. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, just all kinds <laughs> and, of crazy shit. And and one of El Puerco's corporals was uh, uh, Joe Montana. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous how many people you'll recognize on it, too. Oh, yeah. So many people were on it. So many well, Robert big, Mulligan famous was on people. it. Well, yeah. These guys aren't going to know who he is either. Oh, my God. But they know Jessica Tate from Who's the Boss? Yeah, it was. It she was, was Mona. Mona. I, I Okay, so. Uh, oh, uh, my God. I know, <laughs> I, I know Who's the Boss. I always get Who's the Boss and Charles in Charge confused for some reason. I don't know why. One I figured they would Bayo, know who's and the one boss. of them had Tony Danza. Same guy. Actually, I, I get that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were. It's ridiculous though how many people were on it that mm-hmm. that went on to be other. You know that did so many other things. It, the cast was massive. I yes. watched Mork and Mindy for like the first time like a couple weeks Wait, ago. Mork and Mindy's a spinoff from Spo- from Spoken, Happy Days. No, Happy from Days. Hap- that's right. Yeah, yeah. From Happy Days. Happy Days just spawned off a bunch of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy Days got. Uh, Laverne and Shirley. Well, and nothing like All in the Family. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's All in the, the Family Jeffersons. was yeah. the Jeffersons, Maud, Ar- Archie's place, Archie's place, that Gloria, the Price, the price um, is Right. Yeah, it, the it, the list goes on and on and on from that. It's insane. Um, Why it's uh, rethinking his choice to <laughs> the side quest. I'm just saying. I can see it in his eyes. But yeah. Okay. I mean, so I, I've heard of. A decent number of these names. I have not watched like any of them at all ever. <laughs> yeah, well, all in all, the family is the only one that we've mentioned that matters. All yeah, all in the family is amazing oh TV. You, it's, you, you it's watch some of the best it now TV that's and you written. You, you you want to talk about a show where you're surprised they got away with some shit that yeah. they've done? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. But soap was the same way, but it was more farce. Yeah, it wasn't trying to pass it off as. And People are going to take this seriously. Soap was a complete farce. Yeah, soap was very adult. Oh my god, the time. Was it was it was insane. It was absolutely insane. Anyway, so Church in the Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so set in the seventies in South America. Yeah. Um, it's a bunch of Christian socialists. So, <laughs> um, they're they're basically against America. They see America as just having lost all its moral compass and everything and you know they're doing their thing um your sister asks you to go find her son uh because he has joined this cult and he's been whisked away and he's been sending postcards and letters and whatever and she doesn't like the tone of it and she doesn't know what's going on with him Mm. the cool thing is it's procedurally generated in a way where every single time you step into the jungle and you go to try to find him, you don't know, like you could show up and he could genuinely be fine. Right. But even then you're not sure. Cause when you walk in there and he's like, no, I'm totally fine. And then you have to make that decision. Is he really fine? <laughs> I'm or, totally fine. Have you read Dianetics? Or am I am I going to drag him out of here against his will? Am I going to leave him there? Or am I going to drag him out of there and he actually needed to be drug out right. of there or he would have been killed? Um, there, so it has a million different permutations that it can go through and you just don't know what you're going to get each time, which is really cool. Um, so... What I liked about it, I love the look about it. Uh, yeah. I love the top-down style and everything. 
and it has a very commandos feel to it mm. from the PC, wow. the, the old PC where you have to look around, you have to kind of plan out your strategy. You have to, uh, it has some stealth to it. It has, you know, you have to try to find clothing to fit in uh, if you can, uh, which is a way to sneak through. That wasn't an option for me last year. Like that was mm-hmm. that was totally new. To, yeah, and the map was new. They didn't have a map. Yeah. last year. Mm. Yeah, there's a map to it. Um, you can, you know, if you knock, you sneak up behind somebody and knock them out. You can pick up the body and take them and dump them in a. If you don't pick them up and take them somewhere, they'll wake up. Sure. And then they'll be all panicked and set off the alarm. Um, but if you take them and you dump them in like a chest somewhere, um, they're locked in there and they're they're done. They're not coming out. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's they've got vision cones that you can see. You know, if you hit a button, you can see the vision cone and try to avoid them and everything. There's people in the compound that might be sympathetic that you can talk to and they're like, Oh, I haven't seen you before. Hey, you know, I'm having a problem with blah, blah, blah. And they can give you all kinds of side quests and things that you can do. And it's cool because it changes every time. And you know, you just, you don't know what you're going to get, which is really exciting. I, I just, I love the setting. I love the, the whole story of it. You know, that it's this cult thing from the seventies, the, sure. The stuff that, you know, we saw all the time on TV when we were younger. It was oh, yeah. like every other week there was some crazy cult yeah. pulling Jonestown some weird and shit. Moody's and yeah, all kinds of crazy shit. And this guy, he's only a couple of years younger than us, so he, oh. well. he, you know, yeah, was there when he was young. He was just not as exposed to it, um, but he has a serious fascination with it. He was looking off cool. like. Cult podcast, which I I, yeah. I wanted to write the names down because he he listed off a bunch of them, and I was yeah. just like, damn, I should write these down because I love that type of stuff. Yeah, just watch um, cool. the Leah, Leah Remini stuff is amazing. It really is because I used to I used to get really crazy about reading up on stuff like that, and there's Zenu.net, which is all about Scientology and people that got out of Scientology. You and said it like too many times, and they they bugged the room. We're, whatever, we're too close. <laughs> I don't care. They're fucking insane. Tom Cruise is hovering outside our window. Yeah, well, then we'll get some clicks. Mission Impossible style. Yeah. Yep. Um, but watch the Leah Remini thing if you haven't seen it on A&E. It's fascinating. I mean, it, I watched it is... the uh, HBO documentary on Scientology. That was... Yeah, uh, going clear. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting because they actually have a few people who are on that that now have revisited on, on Leah Remini's show. And Mike Rinder does it with her. And, and Mike Rinder was like the PR guy for years. So it's really interesting to see uh, because they get a lot of people on that were on the sh- in Scientology for like 30, 40 years. And I think it is because a little bit of what Josh and I grew up with in the 70s and seeing all this stuff on TV all the time, it, it fascinates me. Yeah. yeah. So that's a game I'm, I mean, I've been interested in for a while, but is that another one where he says spring 2018? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Well. You said they're close, though. Like They're really close, yeah. yeah. Like, well, a lot of people I talk to, they're in the bug fixing stage, which means they're like right, right, close. That's cool. Uh, I I did catch like the la- later half of your appointment with the the people in the cages. Yeah, that that cracks me fuckers. up so so yeah. much. Yeah, I come around and and I I look off. I'm I'm trying to find my way to this this guy, um, and I come around the corner and there's like four people in 
not quite tiger cages, but they're stand up cages that oh, okay, they're, yeah. and they're all in arranged in, in kind of a semicircle or circle. And I look and I, I turn to the guy, I'm like, well, all right, I want you to spoil it for me here. Uh, can I let those people out? Like, are they going to help me or what's going to happen? He's like, mm. nice. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Well, fuck. I guess I'll let them out. And I let the first one out Ooh. and the first one panics and he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> and the, the alarm goes off and all the guards come running at me. I'm like, fucker. <laughs> nice. I, I just love the idea that like you let, you set him free and they're like, guard, he set me free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we talked about that. I, I, I said, I said, you know, I had a feeling that might happen. And, and he's like, you know, it's the Stockholm syndrome. They, yep. You've got the people who are like, I, I was put in here for a reason. I was bad, and I need to yep. be in here. Don't. Why did you let me out? I shouldn't be let out. Never question why why it's being done. Uh, yeah, you, just, you put up with it. <laughs> yeah, God. it was one of those things. And I was just like, God damn. It. <laughs> and That's I awesome. ended up in a cage in the water. Oh no, shit. Yeah, oh. I got caught, and I ended up in a cage in the water, and I had to break out, and then kind of continue on my quest which was wow it was pretty cool wow yeah because when that happened i was like oh i'm done i'm dead i'm dead and i was like oh wait i'm in a cage oh wait now what and they walked away i'm like i can break out (laughs) yeah wow so yeah it's that sounds pretty cool it it is really a cool game Hmm. andy a game that hanukkah and i saw at pax the last i went to pax 20 xx yeah, I know this been this game's been around for a while, especially on PC. a real long while. And they took shots at Mighty Number no. Nine for when it got delayed. Yeah, and they said, "Oh, we're going to be out soon," and that was in 2015. <laughs> well, it is out on PC now, right? Um, and in fact, he was still taking shots at other games because he's like, "Well, we were in in early access for like three years, but we did the the unconventional thing. We actually released our game." Oh Jesus. Um, but other than, I mean, so it's a, it's a Mega Man-ish game, but with, like, roguelike Yeah. So but, I mean, it, it's aimed at the Mega Man crowd. Yeah, clearly. it's The combat style is completely Mega Man. Oh, yeah. But then there's, like, randomized levels and randomized uh, upgrades. And then, of course, when you beat bosses, you can steal their weapons to add them to your arsenal as well. Right. Um, and then the with the roguelike, there's, of course, some s- systems of persistence, so certain upgrades will... Unlock permanently, whereas other ones are like only for that run, kind of thing. Right, right. But uh, yeah, it was playing really well. Um, works great on the PlayStation, and I was especially impressed with how well it controlled. Everything was tight and accurate, and felt like it should. I thought so. Spring twenty eighteen. Yep, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I mean, with it already being out on on uh, PC, he said. They basically have it up and running as they want on PS4. They're just working on the online code because they want to be able to have uh, co-op online as well as oh, okay. uh, local co-op. Well, why don't you tell us about Guacamelee 2 then? It's amazing. It looks outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sat down and played that. Uh, it's a lot like the first game, so... If you've played the first game, it'll feel very familiar with the combo system and everything. And if you haven't played the first game, you should. Definitely. That one's uh, was kind of like a Metroidvania. Yeah, totally Metroidvania. But with a very like Lucha Libre kind of styled... Well, you play a, a wrestler. Yeah. 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 So the, the fighting and combo system's all about chaining together different like grab moves and then tossing them up in the air and then you know hitting them back to the ground mm-hmm. and all this kind of crazy stuff like that. 
Yeah. But they've really <clears throat> kind of tried to add to it. So now there's like a few different trees that you can go down to get abilities. Oh. Um, and they'll be unlocked by different tutors that you'll find around the, the map. Right. As well as they've added a lot of abilities to the chicken. So in the first Which game, awesome. you got turned into a chicken, and it was kind of a, a bad thing. You basically spent part of the game avoiding enemies for the most part. Right. And in this one, the, the chicken can actually fight back. Hey, I wrote the review for the first game. Yeah. Which is crazy, because I usually don't like games like that. Uh, because they have a whole mechanic where you can shift between a dark world and a light world after a while. Mm-hmm. And I hate games like that, but <laughs> I I finished the game. And it was pre-patch when that Jaguar dude was unbeatable. And, I mean, and the game glitched and I got past him. I remember that. I was emailing him like, this is fucking bullshit! And they wrote back, what's going on? I'm like, this Jaguar dude's impossible. They're like, oh, we released a patch. <laughs> it took them a while to release that patch, though. Oh, yeah, it did. I was yeah. pissed. The, so in the new one, they have that light and dark mechanic. But in the demo, you couldn't switch freely. And there were actually a few areas where the light and dark were in waves. So like yeah. a quarter of the screen would be light, a quarter of the screen would be dark. And it'd be like moving across the screen. Yep. I and saw so that. it would change like certain enemies could only be hurt when they were in a certain yep. uh, part of it. Certain I mean, it's, it's shmuppish. I mean, it's, it's, it's like Ikaruga or something. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to like maybe avoid lava that's only in the light world. Yep. So you got to stay in the dark world segment. But then there's a platform that's only in the light world, so you got to jump up and get on it and then jump back into the dark world area. It's It was really cool. I was really enjoying the, nice. the little demo that we got yeah, to play. That's box. You know it's going to be good. Of course. Yeah. Cool. Wyatt? Yeah. I mean, me and Andy were playing co-op. and uh, Nice. It was funny, too, because just like playing it co-op, it was like, when it's some like tossing enemies around, wasn't exactly expecting Andy to be also hitting stuff and like sort of like, oh wait, that guy stopped short or something. Oh, nice. Yeah. Also, great playing co-op. Um, there were some like trap floors that it was just like if you like ran into the like spot on the floor, it would like shoot up the spike pillar thing. Oh, okay. Uh, me and Andy kind of like got each other with them a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we we get hit by them, and then the developer who's sitting there explains, "Oh yeah, those are you know spike traps. You know if you get too close, it'll knock it up in the air and hurt anybody that's around, including enemies." And I'm like, so griefing mechanic. He's like, yeah, you could use it like that. I nice. <laughs> did Graham do your demo, or is it somebody else? Yeah, he did. Cool. He's a good guy. We made those guys. We made Graham and Chris actually interview themselves when we saw, gosh, one of their first games uh, at E3 for one of our PlayStation Home videos. We actually made them interview yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was playing the game, and we made those two interview each other. It was one of the best videos we ever did. They're good guys. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so You done? I mean, it was nice to be a giant chicken. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The, you get it to be a chicken, and then you got a power-up that made you giant. And you were just, like, running, wrecking That's fools. awesome. Oh, I also remember, I think this, it's like... Um, what if you actually like do like get really high combo numbers? Like it'll actually increase your damage as well. Sure. Yeah, I heard about that. That's awesome. Yeah. And that one's actually not uh, March 2018. Yeah, they were just saying 2018. I think right now they, they actually were saying it might be 2019. Wow. It sounds like the game's actually f- almost fully done as far as story goes. Right. But he said they really wanted to flesh it out with more collectibles, more like side stuff to do, loot boxes. Then, um, <laughs> yeah, of course. And then. Uh, tweaking the difficulty like there was one enemy that we fought in the demo and he's like "Ooh, that guy's too easy to stun lock because you guys are just stun locking the heck out of him 
Yeah, I think he said like everyone who was playing the demo just unlocks them. Well, because the other demo. The other demos were all four people. We only had two. Oh, but I can imagine okay. with four people, it would be really easy to stunlock some of those enemies. That, well, a lot of developers were saying that this weekend, that you know they love events like this because they can get all this playtesting done. And, I mean, it's you know hundreds of people playing your game all of a sudden instead of a little QA team. And they have MJC here to, to break their game so they can figure it I haven't it broke anything I yet. broke Meat Boy. <laughs> I actually have to take a picture of it. I broke... I broke three games i played Jeez. i'm so disappointed yeah. i didn't break shit this week we, we broke or, one game. The, I, I gotta break something tomorrow uber gamer uh status denied <laughs> denied i, I say I gotta, I gotta break something tomorrow yeah uh, you should uh, uh, yeah uh, i'll find Not a, gonna have a lot of time you got an early flight yeah, i got like two hours to break stuff yeah yep he's running lights at the airport he'll break a sweat <clears throat> oh god I already got, like, Ugh. United's been sending me emails like crazy, being like, hey, we got a travel waiver in case the f- smoke gets too bad. And it's like, oh, God. Uh, yeah, I got a travel advisory when I checked in tonight for my flight. I'm like, what? Yeah, they, they've sent me a bunch of emails. It's like, just in case, you need to stay longer because of the smoke. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. I yeah. want out of here. The water is horrible. Well, I got to work on Monday, so there's Surprisingly, that. I'm off on Monday. I'm so happy. Must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you play anything else? Uh, yeah, I got uh, to play the. Uh, what are you doing? The mic? MJC's shoving the mic into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- I don't. I, I see from my perspective, I can't really <laughs> get a good angle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next thing I played was the Gardens Between. I didn't hear about this one. Uh, I think. Yeah. It was. Yeah, you did. You know what it is. You'll know what it is. Yeah. It, it's one that I should be playing. <laughs> One okay. that I will play tomorrow. Okay. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think I first saw it in the uh, Paris Games Week showcase, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it I was in that That's where it was. But yeah, it's like you, um, it's two friends who are, are like in this weird world and you don't, you don't actually control them. You just control whether time is moving forward or backwards and they're just walking along paths. They're walking around well, yeah, this, along this, like, around this. You know what yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know exactly what it is. Yeah. So it's like you don't directly control their movement, but then it's like you just, you know, you fast forward or rewind time, and then, like, in a certain parts, you can have them interact with certain things. I will never play this game. <laughs> yeah. I hate time shifting. It's a game for me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. I, I really liked it, games like that. It's just like, it's. Simple, but then also they just you can add layers sure. to it a sure. lot, and it's got some great puzzles. Yeah, it's all puzzle based. Like different things would some, some things would persist through time, so you know go forward, activate it, go back because it would change something. Right. Yeah. One one that was great was like you would like sort of like go move their path forward, and the guy would like jumped on a saw. Okay. And it's like and it's like you know, but then <laughs> it's like, like then a good you idea. Rewind but... time to like have them like sort of jump off it and then forward to jump on it again and back and forth. And then that way, then it cuts this law, uh, piece of wood that the saw's in oh. to make a path for, to go forward. Okay. And yep, the, never, never going to play this. And the best part of that one is, so the booths here, some of them have a QR code that you scan right. to get your swag from the booth. Swag! So this one, they actually put the QR code in the game. Oh no shit! Yeah, in the game itself, yeah. holy so shit! So you get to a certain point, and as you're passing a television screen, 
the QR code sitting there. So Wyatt gets to it, and immediately everyone in line goes, oh, is that the QR code? So I scan it, and everyone sees that it works. So then everyone else in line starts scanning the code while Wyatt's sitting there on the screen. Jeez. You should have quickly moved time forward. Yeah, that was great. It's, I, I just think it's the only game that did something like that. Probably. That yeah. I think it is. Sure. I wanted to play that. I'm, I'm going to play it tomorrow. Nice. So... Hmm. All right, well, uh, I played a game called The Adventure Pals. So I d- did I. You played it? Yeah. What'd you think? It's fucking fun. It is. It's, <laughs> it's really hilarious. Good. It's fantastic. The controls are tight as hell. Yeah. Great graphics, great visual style. But I like the fact that it's it's got this... It's, so it's a side-scroller. You can play uh, drop-in, drop-out co-op local. Yep. Um, but they've kind of simplified it because it's it's got RPG elements. But instead of dealing with, like you have three hit points and four armor or whatever. Instead, they do all that in the background and they give you a new skill when you unlock something. So you'll, you'll get like three cards to choose from, like better counter moves, better uh, recovery and better whatever attacks from above. But it's essentially you're doing the same thing as, as really uh, uh, RPG stats, but it's all just kind of baked in. And I like the fact that they're not linear levels. You can pretty much kind of play it the way you want. Yeah. It's, I loved it. This, I, I, I really had a good time with it. This is the game where you're this little kid and oh. your, your dad gives you a giraffe for your birthday. Right. And he's your best buddy and he lives in your backpack. And you have a rock pal, a pet rock pal. Yeah, yeah. And your your father gets kidnapped, or your grandfather. No, your father gets kidnapped. It's your father gets kidnapped. He gives you a birthday present, and yeah. the guy is going to make him into a hot dog. Into a hot dog, so you have to go save him. <laughs> so then you'll <laughs> find other hot awesome. dogs that are enemies, and when you when you take them out, you you free them. Yeah. And and you get all this stuff unlocked from it, but really cool graphic style, very bright colors and everything, and some good comedy. Yeah, and it works really well because you use the with the giraffe in your backpack. Uh, when you jump, you can hold down one of the buttons, and basically the giraffe will spin. The, the neck the will tongue. spin. No, his tongue. His tongue spins so that it it it's lets like a, you float like, like a helicopter in a way, yeah. and and you can use it to also grab onto little latch points and kind of slingshot you. And at yeah. one point, <laughs> at one point when I was playing. I grabbed that point, I went up, I got hit by somebody, and I was falling down into the spikes, and yeah. just before I hit the spikes, I latched onto the Jeez. thing again and went flying back up, and the developer's like, holy shit! Yeah, I had a couple moments like that, too, where I pulled off stuff I shouldn't have been able to, apparently. But, like, uh, with death, if you have an elixir... And I, and I broke that game. Oh, nice. I broke it, it was awesome. Uh, if you have an elixir, it'll automatically revive you and, and you'll live. If you're playing co-op, it does the full, like if you get off screen, it automatically teleports them up to you. So it's very forgiving. And actually, I think it'd be good for kids, too, for some of it, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's it tough. could be okay for a while. Uh, it's it's kind of tough because yeah. it's got a lot of wall jumping and right. and a lot of that grabbing in, in midair and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it, though. But I, it, I really fun. thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for that game. Just fucking really well laid out too yeah so i think he said 2018 <laughs> we're just gonna they say that for every game now uh river bond yeah river bond and this is the one that we talked about last two weeks ago on the podcast yeah it's like a it's a voxel uh 
isometric um sort of adventure questy type thing right um zelda. but you can just smash yeah <laughs> zelda ish but you can smash everything and break not everything but almost everything in the environment which is kind of cool and you play as it's four player local co-op right you can play solo but it's more fun with four um but it's only couch co-op there's no online no online they're um, asking a lot i mean they really are asking a lot of people yeah there there are a lot of games that are couch co-op i get it but only if it's more fun in co-op and you can only do it local yeah you're asking a lot of people yeah but uh it's it's pretty cool cuz you could play as a rabbit uh a pug Aww. a watermelon a porg or a donut <laughs> jesus yeah so and and the cool thing is af- as you move from level to level the screen comes up with all your characters and you can switch oh that's cool like between uh doesn't seem to really affect the gameplay at all but it's just funny to see like sure a half a slice of watermelon uh, cruising through the level like beating the crap out of all these enemies and um when is a game gonna have the nun from saturn bomberman when no i mean come on that's one of the most iconic video game characters of all time well the nun in saturn bomberman i don't know what to tell you that's bullshit uh so it's fun. I mean, you're you're just moving around level to level, just beating the crap out of everything. You've got boss bosses will pop up every now and then, and it's just a fun hack and slash adventure game, essentially. Cool. So, and and the cool thing is when you beat the boss, it does the whole um, uh, the hell's the name of that game? Uh, gun. Oh, where, it's where the boss, cylindrical? all the, all the, no, where you, where, when you beat the boss, all the voxels go oh, and, oh. and explode out in slow motion. That's cool. They all completely break apart. And when it first happened, the whole screen shifted and the thing started to break apart. And I was like, oh, <laughs> she's oh, like, really yeah, cool. do you like that? <laughs> so it's awesome. I mean, we had start, I was playing with the developer. And then they brought two other people in. They just jumped right in. Oh, wow. So okay. it's all drop in, drop out. And um, they didn't know what they were doing. They picked the same character as me. And I was like, uh. Guys. And then we got to that level change. And I went, <laughs> I switched <laughs> over real quick. I was like, all right, I'm the donut. Wow. Who doesn't want to be the donut, really? Yeah. Unless you're going to Homer Simpson's house. Yeah. It was cool, though. It's it, it's a lot of fun. But, yeah. the. They said it's it's fully playable in single player, you hmm. know, and I could see playing it in single player, but sure. it is a little bit more fun in multiplayer. It does get a little chaotic on the screen, and it's easy to lose your character, yeah, because there are because there's just voxels flying everywhere with destruction, and it's just a mess. <laughs> nice, uh, but yeah, it's it's a good game. Nice from what I play. Earthbound? Or no, uh, Earth what? Not Earthbound. <laughs> I, I got really scared. Just like, wait, what? Earthbound. Earthbound. Earth uh, I should know this game. This is another one we've seen for, for, for the last four PSXs. Yeah, the, uh, this one is... Um, how to explain it? Uh, it's like, it's 
not necessarily an endless runner, but it's a it's a runner. Yeah, uh, where you're running on the back of a dragon and you're collecting. Uh, yeah, it's you've, the game that this. I've played like at eight different events over yeah. the past yeah. nine years. Yeah, same here. I, I've been I've been like talking with this guy. He's he's a guy from Philly. He um, is when he first started the game. I believe it was just a three person team. Now, he was six years old, and it was 1972, <laughs> yeah. and it, they were writing in, a, in, in punch cards. Yeah. Yeah. So my my uh, since I've seen the game so much and I think it I first saw it my first E3. So that uh, this was my fourth E3. So I've probably talked about it like every year oh, I'm since sure you then. Did. The so problem I'm not even was, The problem is he was bringing it out for the Atari 7800 <laughs> and then the video came everything crashed and then he realized nobody gives a shit about that console. I got to figure something else out. And then he started to rework it and he was he was bringing it out for the 32X well, and then that whole thing happened and this is why it's taking so well, long for spring, this game yeah. to come out. Spring 2018 is around the corner and it's coming out <laughs> spring 2018. <laughs> Yeah, but he's bringing it out for the Wii. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so like for for like the, for the DS, the appointment wasn't Wii even U. me like that trying to be play than the, the game. Version. What was that? The Engage version that was Engage. <laughs> um. So like the appointment, I was just kind of talking to him about just like sure, like bringing it back. Uh, the reason it's like finally coming out is uh, about eleven months ago, almost a year in February. Or I think he said eleven months. It's like a year in January, February. Um, will be the the first time he's had an entire year where this has been his job. Because yeah. before that, yeah. him and the five, uh, the four other people were all doing it part time whenever they could do it. Yeah. And now the and last year, they they were able to dedicate, get an office, and just work on this game. And they've done a lot of work. Like the game looked beautiful. Four years ago, That's but the thing they, it always looked really polished already. Yeah, uh, but they added like items and stuff like that to the game, to where you can like. Uh, use the items to boost your score and uh, loot boxes. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's the reality of a lot of indie games and a lot of these really really small games and and one or two person teams or up to three or four person teams that this is not their full time job. Yeah. Right, and they're they're all working full time jobs and they're doing this at night and on the weekends. Because it's their passion, yeah, and they don't have the money to just be doing this full time. Yeah, so, and and that's why, like, yeah. I've been I, I've loved following this game because you can tell they have a passion for it. You can see it in the work they're doing. Yeah. You can see it. You can hear it when you're talking to them. There, it's funny. Uh, they were talking about how they're really hoping that their game could be a breakthrough game, not in terms of you know obviously like personal success, but uh, in terms of they really want an indie scene in Philly, and if they. Because I guess there was like a mobile uh, developer in Philly that did well at first for a couple years when the mobile boom was happening. Yeah. But then they just sort of like plateaued, disappeared. Um, and they're hoping if their game breaks through, they can bring the indie scene back to Philly. Nice. And do that. So like that's like their 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 goal with this game is they're hoping it can be a big enough success for like at for at an indie level that like they can help foster a community. Sure. Uh, over there. Uh, the game, I like honestly. I just recommend people just look at a trailer for this game because it the, the, it's hand painted art and it's gorgeous. It is. It's a beautiful game, yeah. especially that yeah. that scene where he's kind of I want to say parachuting in, but yeah, where he's diving in and all those like dragon things are flying around. Yeah, because you're going through different layers in the atmosphere. Yeah, it's uh, really cool to land on a dragon. Then you're doing the running. There's two playable characters. They both yep. play uh, pretty different, and then you can uh, add items to them to to boost them up. Um, it, it's just really cool to finally see that like game getting there, getting closer to 
to being finished and stuff like that. So. The PR guy was talking MJC up today, so I walked by it to go to another appointment, and the PR guy like just snagged me out of the out of. The, he was across the 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 walkway or whatever from their booth, and he's like, "Glenn, hey man, what's going on?" And he goes, well, "Just to let you know, this is the first time we've had level four in the game, and Michael's <laughs> the only one that got to it. Yeah. And he's just talking him up big time." Uh, but I, I hate to say it, um, he didn't see that the dev. Oh, it's going to listen to this, man. Yeah. You got to, no. It, it's because it was like that one of those things. the dev started you at level four? Um, so like <laughs> I, I um, made it to, I think, level level three. Um, and then he's just like, do you, you want to see four? Yeah. Like, we, no one's made it to four. We're, it's not finished yet. But do you want to see four? And then uh, the the guy who's been doing the music, who plays live music at the booth while you're playing. That's right. Um, he, he wasn't playing live music then because he had just finished. He's like, do you want me to... I can play music for you while you're playing. I'm like, dude, I saw you do this for like 12 hours, like each day last year. You can take this break. And he's like, cool. Nice. Um, but then, uh, the guy, uh, the, the main dev, like he's doing like the, the code and everything like that. The, uh, everything. Um, he's just like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to get him to four. Okay. And then he's like, thumbs up and <laughs> showed me four real quick. But even like, he's like, he, he, like he'll, he'll say, he's like, he's the, he's the best player in the world at this game right now. Well, I would hope so. Uh, and, um, even four, like he he was able to get through it, but even he died on four just because oh, like it is the game gets crazy difficult just on like world two and three. Like there is a definite skill you have to build in this game, mm. and there's going to be like leaderboards. Like he's saying, like he can't wait. He he like that first day when it launches, and then he can watch streams, and then he can like. Oh yeah. He says he's going to make sure he he's the first one on that leaderboard. Like when the game comes out, he's gonna play it, make sure he's number one, and I'm like, you know, it's only gonna take a couple hours before no someone shit. dethrones you. Yeah, and he's just like, I mean, I hope not, but that'd be really cool. And it's just like, it, it it's won't. gonna happen. Yeah, it, like you're gonna be like, no one's gonna, no one's gonna top the score yeah, for right. a couple of days, and it's like, no, it's gonna be a couple hours, and then someone's gonna yeah. knock him out. Well, what he needs to do is make his download server go really slow. <laughs> sure, you can download it. Yeah, it'll just take a little bit longer. The screenshot. So he just needs to put it on PlayStation. Oh no, oh. Xbox is still worse. I don't know. Everyone on the internet seems to complain about uh, PS4 download speeds. Yeah, but I just loaded up an Xbox One X, and even the the transfer stuff took forever on that thing. The key with PSN is you just pause it, restart and it, and restart it, yeah. or it put it in node. or or just put it in rest mode. Yes, that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I believe he said spring. <laughs> Uh, 2018. Um, so I'm looking forward to. It. I really hope this game does find an audience. I, I, the the skill that you have to build up, and then the combination of like the the leaderboards, I can see this being a really good like score chasing type game. Um, sure. So I'm, I'm hoping they find success. If only just so uh, it's not at another E3 or. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. Guys, we're tired of seeing your game. Just release it already. Uh, it's funny. He he said he's just like it's going to be great not having to come here next year. <laughs> you know, it'll it'll be done. Nice. It'll be all set. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Andy, Mother Gunship, Mother Gunship looks interesting. Yeah, it's a FPS roguelike. Uh, what was it? There was some other buzzword. Bullet hell. Bullet hell. Yeah, that was the Oh, that's password. right. Yeah. Um so uh, FPS, so you jump in and it's it's pretty fast-paced. Uh, like some of the older FPS. Yeah. And 
you kind of get in there and he's talking about how you're basically the story is you're going from ship to ship trying to get to the mother gunship to take it down and save Earth like you do. And so you go from room to room. There's a bunch of enemies. And there's usually a whole bunch of them shooting a whole bunch of bullets. So you're kind of right. dodging in first person and, and shooting them. And then you pick up a little like thing on the ground. You're like, what's that? And he's like, oh, go into the shop over there. And they have the craziest gun customization thing I've seen since Resonance of Fate. And if anyone's played Resonance of Fate, you know that it that's pretty crazy. So this is even crazier. But it's basically like... You know, those two people. Yeah, a whole two people. <laughs> Sorry, should I have used the, the Japanese name? The what now? Um, it's, so it's, The Japanese name is Benson. anyways so you go in there and you're basically customizing your gun and that includes like hey i want to add another barrel and this barrel is one that shoots rockets so like my gun was shooting the regular bullets and then rockets on the side jeez or then i think wyatt was playing he switched it out so it was shooting a a shotgun on the side Mm. and he's like yeah basically as long as you have room you can keep adding stuff and my god um, you get to the point where like it uses a lot of ammo each time you fire it, so you got to reload yeah. a lot more. But I remember seeing the trailer and or some trailer for it, and they had like rockets all the way, like ringed all the way around, and it was mm-hmm. like firing all this crazy shit. Yeah, yeah they mm-hmm. talked about modifiers. It's like so you don't you can add barrels, so you can fire multiple things, but you can also add stuff like anti gravity or multi shot or bouncing. Jeez. Yeah. Um, make like make your shots come out faster or um he was talking about you know you get a grenade launcher and then you put like the gravity one on it so instead of lobbing the grenades really low yeah they get a lot more boost and you can get them further and higher and you know hit stuff um and then of course you actually get two weapons so you're dual wielding and you can customize both of them fuck yeah dual wielding bro um the the unfortunate thing is the demo since they had a um pre-generated level the second one you got was the extremely religious gun because he accidentally made it so that it had two beams that came out okay. that were crossed like a cross <laughs> it was like uh, one of those things that was he was he was joking with everybody about it, the unfortunately religious gun <laughs> but but yeah it was pretty cool um got to run up through that and and fight the boss and cool uh, seems like it might be a, a fun kind of twitchy fps for people who want those Cool. It, like most roguelikes, there's some persistent elements, so yeah, you get uh, experience that you can use to then go back and upgrade things. And okay, you start out with three jumps, and he's like, "Yo!" And by the end, you could have like twenty jumps, and Ooh. you know, just skip through all the levels without shooting anything. But oh, okay. then when you get to the boss, you don't have as much. You know, your gun's not as good, and stuff like that. Right, so. right. Interesting. But yeah, it was great because Andy played the um, demo level, which was you know made sure to always be the same but then they sure. also had the like play random level which i did and uh ended up on a boss that was just like an entire wall of turrets <laughs> and with, Jesus. With, with like no room to move yeah the 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 ps4 pro was struggling with that one i mean <laughs> wow. it, it's an unoptimized game obviously it's you know still beta sure sure um but yeah you know, he he he's watching it going. Hmm, we haven't tested that one on the PS4 yet, so yeah, it's dropping a few frames here. Wow, just yeah. too many bullets. It was also great too because in the random generator level, I got one of the stages in the in that set was had like a 4x loot multiplier. Oh and my like, gosh! This, this wave of enemies just came at me, and I was shooting all of them, and it just like just drops everywhere. Jeez, <laughs> that one wasn't uh, spring of 2018, was it? Yeah, I don't. 
he might not have, he might have just said generic 2018. It's coming out soon. Just keep your eyes out. All right, Josh, Mulaka. Mulaka. Yeah. I know nothing of this one, I don't think. It's a it's like never alone. Okay. In a way. Um just in the concept of it. So the developers they're from northern Mexico. Okay. It's heavily based on an indigenous tribe in northern Mexico um, that has been there since before the Aztecs and the Maya and everything. They've been there forever. Okay. Um, but the outside world doesn't really know anything about them. You know, it's just this group that's just kind of there and just not well known at all. Yeah. Um, they're they're really they're right down at the lower end of the Rocky mountains essentially in Northern Mexico. Okay. So they want the idea is much like never alone was, is to just give them a place to shine, just to put a spotlight on them and say, look, these people exist. This is their culture. And this is worth learning about and preserving and everything. They're doing all kinds of documentary stuff and putting it out on the web. I'm like, well, that should be like a bundle and that should be in the game, you yeah. know, as one of those things that is there for you to, to look at. Um, so what they did was they went to the elders and everything and they got all their stories and myths and legends and, and learned all this stuff and kind of put it all together. And they got some historians and, and some other people and anthropologists and went through and kind of, worked out a story based on all these myths and legends and it has that cyclical kind of thing where you know the at the start of the game you see the start of the universe essentially and life and and how it all comes together and you find out that uh the earth is going to be destroyed and this is the end point you know and then it would be reborn and blah 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 but um you play as Mulaka, who is this shaman healer type type uh person um, and you have this spiritual connection where you can interact with the overworld and the underworld, and you're going on a quest to basically meet up with uh the demigods and and get their powers and everything so you can Mm. turn into animals and turn into, you turn into an eagle, you turn Mm. into a bear and you can do all these different things. And the idea is you're trying to get to the gods and convince them not to destroy the world. And that's the question you're on. Yeah. (laughs) So is it like a 3d adventure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, action adventure. There's, there's a lot of fighting of, of these spirits and, and, and monsters and things like that along the way. Okay. Uh, and the cool thing is you can toggle to the underworld, essentially the, the, because you'll enter an area and suddenly you can't use your powers Oh. Okay. and, and you hit a button to toggle and it, it changes the color on the screen and suddenly you can see these shimmering, uh, spirits, sort of, okay. that are that are there in the world, and you have to take them out because they're blocking your powers. Are they the monsters from Death Stranding? No, but there are other monsters. There, it's just filled with all kinds of crazy shit like that. Yeah. Um, you're going through. You'll you'll 
get quests, you'll get side quests and things like that. There's a lot to dig into. And, sure. Uh, along the way, it's just teaching you more and more about the culture and everything. Oh, okay. And, and the cool thing is, everything in the game, all the locations are based on the real locations in cool. northern Mexico. So everything there, I mean, it has its own very particular style to it, but everything there is literally based on a real location. Hmm. Um, even the way they write and, and their artwork and everything is very angular. So, you know, all the text is in English, but it's written in a very specific angular type of script and right. everything. And, right. and even the, the style of the characters and, and the, the landscapes and everything have this angular look to them, which is, hmm. it's a really unique look and it's, it's pretty cool. Cool. Um, it has like potions and things like that, but it's all very simple. You just, you'll, you'll find stuff. And as you collect it, it automatically does the potions for you. And, and hmm. so you've got health potions and you've got all these different things going on and it's really, really cool. Nice. Um, they're looking at, Spring 2018. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's going to be the show title this week, I think. Yeah, 2018. Spring um, 2018. They said they can get through, uh, like on a speed run, probably in about eight hours or so, if um, you just run right through and don't collect anything or don't do you know do any of that. If you're just running, just beginning to end, right. You could probably do it a little bit quicker, um, but they're thinking like anywhere from eight to ten if you're going real fast, and anywhere up to eighteen to twenty if you're just kind of working your way through and searching for things. And so kinda, thirty for you, probably, yeah. Which okay. is what I said, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's really cool. I, I really like the the concept behind it and everything, and cool. the the art style is cool and. It looks like it's going to be a, a fun game. I played it for a while um, and really enjoyed it. Cool. All right. Hover in what shape of the world? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's funny. These two, two games are complete opposites of each right. other in, in certain aspects. Um, so the first one is um, let's do a shape of the world. Shape of the world um, is a very Zen-like experience. It was a, uh, described by the developer as uh something that is just there's no like the, there's like objectives and goals but it's really just about just being in this world moving around right and just exploring it um it, it you start off in like a foresty area but it's very um like animated type of like forest it doesn't like look super realistic um and it's just using like uh just a couple colors uh okay. per like environment um, and you're really just supposed to just walk around. There's a some objective, like these triangles that you go into, and they'll just teleport you to a different location. Hmm. Um, he said he was inspired by stuff like Flower and uh, Proteus. I think Proteus. Oh, God. I haven't um, seen Proteus in a long time. Yeah, so he was ex inspired by that. He actually uh, worked for uh, Coalition. Oh, no shit. Um, and he said... He started, Wait, they, didn't they do Gears of War? Yeah, yeah, and and wow. that's and that's what it, um, I believe you said Coalition because um, because he's like yeah I started making this game because animating like death and blood after a while I just wanted to go home and just do something totally different. Nice. So he's been working on this game for a couple years. Um, it's a really cool game. It's funny because I was like playing it for like 
probably like 10, 15 minutes. And I just put the controller down, took the headphones off. And then he's like, oh, are, are you done? And I'm like, yeah, I had to stop myself because it's a type of game that I would just like lose track of time just because I like those type of games of just like messing around in the world, just like looking around. No real goal or objective, just aimlessly wandering, just looking at all the pretty colors. <laughs> Sounds like my game. <laughs> Josh Langford, the game. Yeah. Spring 2018. Yeah, especially, um, it's funny because earlier, than, uh, like right before that, I, was, I played Wipeout. And I played zone mode and wipeout. And, you know, it's vivid colors, and and it kind of felt like the opposite of that because it's using the, the color schemes and stuff like that. Because I went into this one like portal, and it sent me into this world where it's like a swamp area, and the only colors is pink and black, and it just looks really cool. And it just reminded me of that. And so I just kept going through all these portals just to see the palette swaps. And he said there's like dozens and dozens of different palettes, and it's just all about just being in this world, just experiencing it, but you just to zone out, just to relax. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, I, I didn't get a release date on it, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's spring 2018. Spring 2019. Yeah. Um, so then uh, I moved like two feet over to the, the screen that's next to it and a way more intensive uh, type of game. Okay. Um, and that is uh, Hover. Uh, Hover, uh, when you see it in action, it's you can tell they love Jet Set Radio, um, just because uh, it is a uh, you're rollerblading. It's in the future, uh, like a neon future where you just see everything. Everything's neon. Everything looks like a big advertisement type of type of city. Um, the controls on it uh, f- felt a little. Uh, they felt good, but they also felt a little too loose. Okay, um, so it's a lot like Jet Set Radio. I, I feel like Jet Set Radio was a l- kind of a little bit tighter. That game always felt really floaty to me. Oh no, it was definitely floaty. But yeah. uh, this one, I, I f- they, they they can use a little bit of tightening up. Oh okay. Um, but it looks great. Like it's, uh, it also just uses like just a couple colors, but it's like very neon and okay. Uh, it's huge, huge districts. There's like two big districts, and they're multi-layered. So like you you start at the top layer it's like on top of skyscrapers and then you could just drop down to different layers and mm. sections and stuff like that it's really huge um I, it was kind of hard to tell exactly what i was supposed to do like there was like characters you can uh, meet up with and do like races and like objective type stuff but finding them because they're all the characters are also like the same like color palette as every everything else so okay. it was kind of hard to figure out what i was supposed to do oh, okay um in that but I had fun it, like going all over the place in the world because you can basically grind on like any like like grail grind and stuff like that on anything in wall ride sure stuff like that so it was just fun just moving at a at like a great sense of speed you can play in third person or first person hmm. both felt really good um, especially like I, I when he said you can go in first person I was like uh, I don't know how that's gonna look how that's gonna feel because it's moving really fast and sure. doing all the tricks but it actually. Like I almost preferred it in first person. Oh, um, so I, I like where the gameplay is going. It, it definitely feels like it needs some work. Sure, on it, uh, but I, I don't know how far along are they. Uh, they are in it. Um, there was like some weird, like, uh, like it's a, like a Blitzball from Final Fantasy X type game. Oh, okay. Was it Final Fantasy X that had a Blitzball? I'm looking yep. at you guys. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of that, but uh, there was a, a little bit more to it and it was a little kind of confusing and they're like like yeah this is like blitzball uh but not 
and then they because we don't want to get sued and they couldn't really like explain exactly what to do and it was kind of hard to find my place oh okay uh, in some of the the areas but there's definitely something there uh it's one of those scenes where i, I saw the potential in it but if they can f- fine-tune some things that there, there could be something really cool there to oh, fill that jet right. set radio void uh because i know people really is loved, there a void people really love that, that i know franchise. i just never liked that game I, or that I, series. I, I liked it. I was always, I, I was more Tony Hawk because people would sometimes how, for some reason people would make that comparison of like Tony Hawk and Jet Set Radio. I guess because it's like, what? I- extreme sports. I mean, but they're so different. They're, yeah. yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, no, it's just, I guess because you can grind rails in them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, there, there's definitely something there for, for like Jet Set Radio fans. Cool. Um, if they can, if they can find exactly like a sweet spot for what they're trying to do. Sure. Yeah. So uh, that was a uh, hover. All right. Why did you play anything else? Uh, yeah, I think the next thing I checked out was sprint vector. Yeah. What's up with that game? <laughs> Mr. Leaderboards. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, what is it? Skating. It's like running skating and it is, Oh, this is the one is, yeah. yeah Josh played it at, E3. Oh, that's right. Yeah, arms. where you move the arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where okay. you're moving your arms. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, I think the most uh, actual, like, exercise related. <laughs> yep. This is bullshit. I'm out of here. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, to run, you do have to be, like, pumping your arms and stuff to move. Yep. And, wow. uh, yeah, you I mean, it's. Throw them out to fly. Yeah, yeah. One point. Superman. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that game. It was, uh, it's funny, it's like, from the trailers, it seems like it would be just, like, you don't know how you would deal with it, but playing it, it did not seem like that at all. Okay. Of course, that might just been because I couldn't get quite in a consistent rhythm of going fast the entire time, but, uh, I don't think Andy had that problem. <laughs> he decided he's playing DJ Max again. <laughs> well, they had a, a contest going that anyone who could, whoever had the fastest time for the day would get some trophy. Or something. I think it was like a $50 gift card. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ooh. and a PSN gift card. And we were there at, right before they were going to do the cutoff. So they're telling people online, oh, you, you need to beat 159, you need to beat 159. So I get in there, and I kind of got into that rhythm, and I, I was doing pretty well. And I'm like, I know I'm doing well, but I doubt I'm doing, like, you know, 159 well. Yeah. And right at the very end, I hit a, like, a barrel. I hit a barrel that slowed me down. I was like, oh, shoot, well, they're... Killed some of my time. So I get out, and everyone's cheering. They're like, you did 210. I was like, really? I was like, that close to it? So Wow. Yeah, cool. I mean, he, said, he, he said I was in second place, and they actually they grabbed my contact information in case the first place guy didn't show up, but they never contacted me, so he must have shown up for his trophy. Yeah. Poor shit. I should play that tomorrow, because I've already played it once. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah. maybe I can go back and And I did pretty well. I actually did really well when I played it the one time at E3. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think I could have beaten the 159 with that run, but still getting second. I it's, good. I think the hardest part, especially when you're playing it for the first time, the hardest part is the wall and the turning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turning was weird because like at first I thought it's like you just sort of for like smaller turns you just turn your head, but that's not it exactly. Yeah. It's it gets yeah. it takes some getting used to it. I'm just like yeah. I can feel like if I had multiple runs at this, it would definitely it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is nice because I actually did pick up a VR headset like a l- last month with all the sales going on. Sure, yeah, nice. So. Well, we definitely saw VR support this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
we were we were proven wrong for once. It wasn't it wasn't every other hardware peripheral that Sony's brought out that they've dumped in six months. No, I I had that slight nervousness, but I didn't slight. I, no, I. You want to go back to the old podcast? Because both of us were like, eh, I don't no, know. I would I would like to go back to the old podcast because Sony kept saying they were fully committed to this, and I remember talking about that like they were to playstation move and like they were to wonderbook wonderbook no they never said they were fully they committed spent 20 to 20 minutes on wonderbook at e3 they were <laughs> yes. committed they no. need to deal with jk rowling they were committed you yes. could you could see it immediately when that thing came out that it was going nowhere what wonderbook yeah well yeah but they spent 20 fucking minutes on it it doesn't matter for some stupid reason no. the shareholders loved it Sure this this was different though. You could see this was different in the way they were talking about <laughs> it and and what uh, they did with it. All right. Anyway, they were right about move. They it took a couple. There's a huge. Yeah, they had ga- to have there's something a huge else. Gap, what, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They didn't tell. They they. Uh, um, Jack Trenton just forgot to tell us. There's gonna be like a three year gap. Where yeah. We're when not I leave, talk about move. Something else is gonna come out. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, and I've been talking all day about this, but I got a uh, an hour presentation for Dreams from Media Molecule, uh, and I mean I've always liked Little Big Planet, but I'm not like the big fanboy for it. I'm not a creation guy, and it only went so far for me. Um, I kind of felt the same way going into Dreams. Uh, even though, I mean, I think it just looked fantastic and everything, but I, I didn't really know what to expect. So it was Mark Healy, uh, Alex Evans, and Siobhan, uh, showing, uh, Siobhan Reddy showing everything off. And holy shit. I mean, it's like LBP times a thousand. It's so much more control over everything. It's so much more in terms of working with other people. Because you can share your project out to somebody and they can help you along with it. You know, you don't have to send them a file or anything else. It's all just up on the cloud. <clears throat> it is funny, though. They have uh, a big open area that's your personal thing. And I'm like, so your pod? And they didn't want to say pod. I'm like, but it's your pod. It's the same thing, except it's not a pod. It's just this big open area. Um, but they literally showed, they built an entire level showed how you can you know like clone uh assets and everything and, and use them really quickly how you animate different things uh he had a walkway that went out in the middle of the open and he put a big lava pit underneath it it was just an object so he put the lava pit underneath and then he cloned a section of the walkway and moved it out into the ether because one of the things with little big planet was if it wasn't connected to something it would fall well this actually has a fall state so you can say if it falls or not so he puts it out there and he says, okay, well, let's make it go back and forth. So he puts this little recorder object out there, takes the controller, moves it back and forth, and you could see it tracing his movements. So it wasn't perfect. It like, went up and down and stuff. But within 30 seconds, he had that all done. It was crazy. And obviously, these guys have used these tools for a couple of years. Yeah. And yeah. But it was really cool to see. Uh, music synthesizer is impressive as hell. It actually looks kind of like GarageBand, and they've got this whole mechanic where you can actually create your own stuff on a PC, and he, like they think it's going to be you go to a website and you upload it, and you'll have it all available to you. Hmm. Um, Voice-wise, you can use the PlayStation camera. It works really well. We demoed that today. 
you can plug in like if you have a Yeti microphone or a USB mic, a good mic, and you can actually record dialogue, whatever you want to do. We only have the bad mic here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because Michael. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fuck you, Andy. Um, but, it, you know, the creation stuff is a lot like what they were doing with Little Big Planet, but now it's a lot more expanded. Uh, the ability to build objects and actually apply physics to them is very relevant there. Um, you can, like I, I said, you know, if you have a character and you bring voices in, will it auto lip sync? They said you can do either one. You can either have it lip sync or you can just control it like a puppet. Did did they mention like like some filters for putting your own voice into the the game? Because I feel like it's 2017. That's a scary thing to give a community here. Well, Put your they're going to do into this. they're going to do the uh, the post. Uh, what do they call it? Post moderation, like they did in Little Big Planet. So they're going to check everything, and if there's any reports, they'll check it. Okay. Because um, I asked about that. And they said that it's it's a pretty proven strategy. What? Big world full of wieners. Yep. <laughs> just cocks everywhere. It's going to be the, the first the one that goes up. Couldn't Time stop driving drunk sorry. cocks. That's going to be the first 100,000 levels that yeah. go up. <laughs> I mean, they, they usually control that pretty well on Little, little Big Planet, so... Yeah, yeah but, that was, but that was for like levels. I'm just imagining like the horrible speeches that can be made. Oh, sure. During sure, a definitely. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with it. They've been beta testing like crazy internally. And they've got some of the Little Big Planet uh, community creators working on it now, and they're trying to like iron a lot of stuff out. But their focus is obviously on usability. So it's got a campaign in the game. Everything in the campaign was made with the same tools that are available to you. Um, God, there's so much to it. Like, I was blown away. Literally blown away. It, it's. Uh, I'm not a creative person, but I do want to try to do something in it now. I don't know what, but I want to try to do something. Maybe a minecart level or something. Yeah. I, I told you earlier, I can't wait to play that game three months after it's been released so I can see like all the cool stuff people have built. There's going to be a lot of created stuff in it when it launches. I mean, what they showed us today, it was endless. I mean, it was crazy. So, it... it it's it, they have this whole new system in there. So if you are like if you do a lot of animation, if people start using your animation, you'll gain XP in that category. So there are different categories like animation for build, for play, everything. So you'll get classified like that. You can follow individuals now. So if you like someone's work, you can follow them. You can collaborate with anyone you want. You can you just share your project out to them. Um, any asset that's in there can be used, copied. Uh, changed whatever you want to do it's it's really cool it's really really cool what he almost took the lamp down with his microphone that would have been awesome all right so what's the countdown till green hill zone is created mario one one and a calculator oh i'm sure it'll happen right away within the first day okay yeah um yeah i i it was really impressive what they did with it. And, you know, <clears throat> there's probably more than I can talk about, but I, I'm too tired to remember it all. And it was an hour, but it was a crazy hour. Uh, Little Big Planet f- fans are definitely going to like it, but you don't have to be a Little Big Planet fan to enjoy it. Um, I liked it. I never loved WP. I, I thought it was impressive as hell. Uh, but I seriously do want to try this. And the nice thing is, 
It's DualShock 4 and Move Controller support right away day one. Once the game comes out, then they're going to start working on VR support. Uh, and then after that, there's some other collaboration stuff they want to build into it. So there's a lot going on. But they've been working on the game for seven years. It's it's really, really cool. I Man, yeah. The stuff we saw today was really impressive. So, yeah. All right, who's next? Who wants to go next? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller. I am? What about... Uh... Oh, I, I am next. Chasm. We've talked about this game so much. This is another Earth Night where we've. I feel like we've seen it uh, yeah. a couple years now. It's cool. It's you know. I'm terrible at it. Side scroller, light RPG, pixel art, awesome soundtrack. Which we found out today. There's going to be a chiptunes version of the whole soundtrack. Yep. Cool people presenting it. <clears throat> Come on, Josh. Tell us why it's so awesome. Because it's based on the Genesis chipset. <laughs> God. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that. It's well, cool. He out. told you why. Because it does better. Man, bullshit. Come on, Sonic. No, for the for the specific sounds he was going for, it does them better. Yeah. Well, that's because he's a Genesis fanboy. The Genesis did have a better... It did not. The Genesis sound chip was terrible. It it is. Sorry. I know you fanboys don't like that, but the truth is the Genesis sound chip is terrible. All right. Chasm looks cool. I think they were talking next year, but they don't have any window yet. They're just saying 2018. No spring. Oh, well. Expect it in the spring. <laughs> uh, Andy. Annapurna Interactive. So, saw two games there. Uh, first one was Kentucky Route Zero. Um, so, this is kind of a point-and-click slash visual novel-ish thing. Yeah. So, what we played, um, I found out after the fact, is an interlude between story chapters he said there's like a few story chapters and then a few, each one has like a little interlude in between them that kind of helps flesh out the world and the characters and that kind of stuff. So you were like some kind of producer at a radio station. Okay. And it, it was a short little thing where you're kind of looking around the room and clicking on things and eventually you'll click on the thing that'll bring up an extended set of dialogue. And once you're in there, then you get a few, you know, dialogue options that kind of change how the conversation goes. Um, it was It was a very kind of weird and unique both in terms of art style and in terms of just what the characters were talking about and the whole vibe of it um i think they were it was going for a little bit of a kind of unsettling in the background because like there's a big storm while they're doing this broadcast and one of the conversations they're talking about some uh hacker who keeps like taking over their airwaves and you know leaving stuff at the station and things like that so um is this a watchdogs spinoff I don't believe so. Got the hacker thing going? Um, it takes place in a small, like, rural town in Kentucky. Okay. And the developer was saying that um, he was kind of trying to go for that vibe of, um, like, a mining town where a lot of people have moved on, but there's still people hanging on for whatever reason. So this town's kind of slowly dwindling, and you have this kind of older population that doesn't want to move on, and then a few younger people that are kind of keeping some of the jobs going. and Sure. Um, very, like... So Charlestown, yeah, Slapshot, yeah. pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was really interesting. It, uh, I was kind of happy when I found out that it was an interlude and not like the main story because it's like I, there were a few things I was like, I wonder if that's like some kind of plot point from the game itself. And 
So if it's more of a side thing, then maybe it's not quite as not spoiling right, on the game, right. which is a good thing for a trade show. But cool. it's one of those games that's kind of hard to get a good feel for it at a you know five minute demo or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Is it the full game coming to PS4? Yeah, the full okay. game is coming to PS4. And I want to say that one was just generic 2018. Okay, yeah, because they're they're missing two episodes on PC right now, or one episode. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. it's mm. not finished yet. That's why I was asking if it's the if they're gonna just like complete it on PC first, or it's just gonna. I guess I didn't yeah. I didn't ask, so I did, I just assume he said you know five chapters or whatever. All the chapters are, you know, so whatever. Oh, cool. Um, and then played Wadham. 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 Okay. Wattam. So this is by. Wattam. I thought you, the other game was the donut one. No, they had that one there, but they didn't. Uh, have us go to that one for some reason. So that's weird. It's kind of unfortunate because I do want to try that one too. We'll so maybe do that I'll go in back the over there. PR thing tomorrow. Yeah, but uh, so Wadham is by the the guy who made uh, Katamari Damacy and Nobi Nobi Boy. Oh yeah, I saw that at PAX. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, and uh, you can definitely tell because it's got very Nobi Nobi Boy vibes. Oh sure. So like, you jump in and uh, Wyatt and I are playing. And you just have this big grassy area on a cube suspended in the middle of nowhere. And I'm playing as a cube called the Mayor. And Wyatt's playing as a spotlight? Mayor McCube? Yeah, uh, I think it's like, at the, if you do the co-op mode, there's not a character for the second player right away. Yeah. So they just give you the spotlight that you yeah. can just move around. <laughs> just be like completely off in the distance. There's just a spotlight when it's like the bears, the main characters over here it's like wait why is the spotlight over there yeah cheese <laughs> but yeah i mean then it's like then it's like as the mayor does stuff and it's like more characters get added and it's like you can like switch between all the characters that are on screen so you- yeah it's got a little wow. bit of that, that like everything vibe because you start out you just have the mayor and he's like sad that he's alone and then he sits on a rock and suddenly the rock like comes to life and they they both say hi but then you can switch to the rock and then you know eventually like a pebble comes up you can switch to the pebble and then Wow. You know, an acorn pops up. You can switch to the acorn, and then a giant toilet comes up, and you can switch to the toilet. Well, now you got my attention. <laughs> um, so, it's a very weird game, kind of like Nobi Nobi Boy, where you, like, there are some goals, but you can also just kind of fool around and do sure. whatever you want. So, like, at one point, White and I are just, like, trying to make a, to- a tower of all the characters. Because, you know, if you go up <laughs> next to them, you'll climb on the other one's head. So, we're like, all right, let's stack them all up. Um, but occasionally you'll do stuff like a tree will pop up and the tree you can use to eat the people and then they'll turn into fruit. And then, uh, at one point, uh, a mouth came out and you could use the mouth to eat the fruit to turn them into poop. Wow. So uh, there are some simple goals you could do to kind of progress things and get more characters to show up, but you could also just kind of fool around and do whatever you want. And, uh, that was the one we ended up breaking because... Uh, apparently the poop were supposed to start counting and they weren't counting. Yeah, I think it was like at some point <laughs> it's like we tried to plant the acorn to make the tree again, and then the acorn, I don't know, it like it fell through the world, and then the camera yeah. zoomed out so much that you couldn't even see. Oh, okay. it was just like, but it was like it was interesting because we could kind of recover because you could like switch to a different character and it managed to like put the camera back, but yeah, then wow. I think there was some. We managed to do something underlined that just made it so we couldn't progress at a later point. <laughs> yeah. He said we were near the end. Yeah. It was one of those games where, like, 
It sounds dumb, but I was honestly laughing my ass off at all the stupid stuff that was happening. Sometimes that's the way it is. Yeah. I was, you know, it's silly, and, and I think anyone who's played those other games, you know, Nobi Nobi Boy especially, would uh, probably, you know, look at this and appreciate it. So Sure. It was popular packs, because they yeah. he was in the indie mega booth with it, and it was packed in there. It was crazy. Packed in there? Yeah. God damn it. Fucking <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> All right, I'll pack my bags. Oh, God. Okay, Popeye. Yeah. So, way of the passive fist. Oh, okay. So, this one, uh, I felt bad because I was terrible at it. <laughs> and it, it, I, it, was, it was one of those things where uh, I was bad at it, and like I immediately just was like, okay. I finished the demo, and I just came back to the hotel, took my contacts out, and was just like, okay, nice. I need to... Because I, 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 I think I was just, like, tired and just drained. Like, That's a good I was possibility. Um, so, Way of the Pacifist, it's a uh, side-scrolling, it's a beat-em-up. Yep, yep. Uh, But the thing is, uh, you're passive. Uh, you're, you're not fighting back. You're, on, you're basically being very defensive. Right. So, the, you have a uh, block, and then you have, a, uh, like, a, like, a dodge. Okay. So, anytime the enemy comes to attack you, you block or, you know, get out of the way. Um, and it, the point is to drain their stamina. Right. So after their stamina is stained, you just poke them, and they they fall over and they die. Um, it's it's a really cool concept. Um, I I was I'm just I in games I never block or parry. So yeah, uh, yeah. playing a game where like that is the whole point of the game. It took me a while to wrap my brain around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool because the game is uh they have visual cues to show you like dodge. Now, now is the time to block, and right. they also use the audio to tell you too. Like the, they'll make certain noises. Uh, the enemies will make certain noises. Now, yeah, yeah, <laughs> now. yeah they'll, they'll, they'll they'll do like grunts, and you'll know like okay that when I hear this grunt, I need to Move hit the block ass. now. Um, it just took me a while. Like I, the, the, there was a boss battle with a bunch of different characters on a screen, like minions running around. So it was it took me a while to get it. But once uh, the developer told me, it's like you have to unlearn things that you would be used to in normal sure. brawlers. And once he explained that to me, I was able to get through it without like any issue. Nice. I just needed someone to say like all the stuff you know that you would normally do in a brawler. You you're not doing that here. And then yeah, you need Yoda. You must le- unlearn yeah. what you and have learned. For some reason, as soon as he told me that, it's like okay, cool. I. But I got it now, and I was able to to beat it. it. It's really cool that they um they made it like the accessibility for that game is really like open. Yeah. Because uh they have uh before you start the game, there's no uh, easy uh medium hard right. uh, difficulty. There's just sliders that dictate how many enemies will pop up or oh. like how how much health they'll have. Um, if there's checkpoints and stuff like that, so you move the sliders to to whatever you need and then now give it like some like funny name t- for that difficulty <laughs> level basically um and he said you there's so many lotus there's like no matter how many ways you do the slider there'll be a different name for that slider combination so he's like his 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 whole dream is like people will be like oh well i played it on like uh warrior pacifist devil like uh, you know yeah. like all these like weird like name descriptions um it just—it was really cool because you can really customize it to like your skill set, yeah. and then you can make it as e- uh, easier or harder based on that. So you can build up a nice skill set 
or not, for that game just because you're like, okay, well, I'm going to move the slider up one sure. and move that one back because this, this level is too difficult or something like mm. that. Um, so the accessibility was uh, really cool with that. It just took me a really long time to, to get <laughs> through it. I, I think I was just hitting like towards the end of the day and it was yeah. just like... Yeah. Cool. I almost want to like make time tomorrow just to prove myself. And she's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not a train wreck who couldn't get through this." Because he he put the sliders before. He's like, oh, for the demo purposes, we're just going to put this, 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 and this in this spot to make it easier." Right. And I was still struggling for for some reason. Um, but it's it's a really cool game. I, I like the concept. Um, it, it it just looks it, it, it's funny just seeing like the poke uh, after like the person tires themselves out, and you just like give a little jab, a poke thing, and they knock out. It's really cool. Nice. Um, That's cool. If you go back, you should tell him that if all the sliders are at the bottom, he should call that difficulty game journalist. That would (laughs) be professional. Yes. Journalist, professional, whatever. Flipping death. Josh. Yes, from Zoink. Zoink, 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 zoink. And it looks... Style-wise, it's stick it to the man. It's the Zoink style, nice. essentially. Uh, so death, well, you play as this girl who has died, and she doesn't realize she's died. Okay. And she's wandering around trying to figure out what's going on, and they send her off to go talk to death, I guess. Uh, I forget exactly how it came about, but she talks to death, and he's like, wait, who are you? Why are you here? And he's mm. like, you're that temp I ordered. Like oh, 8,370,000, mi- <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever, hours ago. I'm finally getting a break. And he's all excited. And she's like, wait, I'm what? <laughs> <laughs> and he gives her the cloak and everything. And now she has become death permanently nice. uh, or temporarily. Uh, so then you have to learn how to be death. And this is all taking place in like... The underworld, essentially. Uh, But the way the game works is, while you're there, there's all these little mini-souls that are all over the place. You collect them. And then you'll see, in the background, you'll see, like, the shadow of a person. Okay. And what you'll get, while you're in the underworld, you'll you'll get all these uh, souls that are there that they need closure. So they need something done so that they can move on and rest, essentially. Okay. So they'll tell you what their quest is. I need you to... I think I was murdered by my husband and blah, 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 blah. So go find Mm. out. And all I can tell you is that it's... Wherever I am, it's cold and it's hard and it's this and whatever. And then you have to figure this out. So you see the shadow in the background. And you, you go near it and you use those souls to take over whatever the shadow is and the screen flips. Huh. And and when the screen flips, then you're in the real world and that's a person. Oh, okay. So you're taking over their body and controlling them. Huh. And the cool thing is you then use that you're completely in control of their body, but it's almost like a puppet. So you're like dragging them around the screen and (laughs) and you're getting them to do whatever it is you want them to do. And depending on, you know, what character you can take a cop and the cop has a whistle and he's got this and that. And the, Hmm. the dentist has like this, uh, 
uh, syringe full of Novocaine, and you know, there's all the different characters have different things. So, to solve the puzzles, you have to essentially take over the right people, okay, and, and then go figure out what it is you're looking for. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, there's about seven chapters. Uh, well, there are seven chapters. Uh, they play, it's about an hour or two per chapter, okay. depending on what you're doing. Uh, they'd originally planned out more, uh, but pulled it back to seven, uh, because it, it got into that development phase of, okay, we can do a lot of varying quality, right. or we can do seven really awesome. So they poured all their resources into seven chapters. They've been working on it for about two years. Hmm. Um, The physics are pretty cool. Um, It's it's nice. It's it's a neat concept, and and the art style and the way they layer everything. Yeah. uh, In that art style is really cool. It's it's a really nice looking game, and it seemed like a lot of fun from what I played. They had a line out the wazoo oh, like the whole day. They were giving away a game if you scanned into their uh, thing. Oh, they're one if of the, you played the, the demo. demo. Yeah, if you, you had yeah. to play the demo. You had to fin- they didn't do the thing because some, some booths were just giving away avatars Yeah, uh, that they would just like post outside their booth because like whatever. But the ones that actually had a game, you had to like play it so yeah i believe they were giving away a, a game because I, I walked by because i kind of wanted to they were and they were there. supposed to have fifteen thousand, and they only got a thousand Ooh, yeah wow so it became like a big deal but and, and the problem was they didn't expect that kind of response there they had uh-huh. two tvs set up and he was saying when they started they were letting people just play for as long as they wanted. Right. And then the line got completely out of control. So then they cut everybody down to, I think it was 20 minutes and that was too long. And they went down to six minutes and that was too short. And then they, they went to 10 minutes and that's kind of sort of the sweet spot. It seems to work. And, but still they, they had just a ridiculous line. It was crazy. Yeah. I want to stop over there tomorrow. And check that out. Yeah. That's pretty sure. cool. Cool. All right. Last one on the list, at least. Anamorphine. Oh, okay. Um, Anamorphine. So this is a... I almost said walking simulator. <laughs> that, that's a... That's what you said at dinner. Yeah, that that's like an insult because like walking simulators has a bad stigma. Uh, it's a, a narrative experience. Let's go with okay. that. Um, so you... It's going to touch on some really dark subject matter. Um, you play as a guy named Tyler. Um, <laughs> Tyler Smith? Holy shit. Something um, happens to your uh, your wife or your girlfriend, and it's basically you're in Tyler's head going through uh, memories and okay. uh, like flashbacks and stuff like that. Uh, there's no uh, voices. There's no dialogue. You're just going through these memories, and it's could be very trippy and stuff like in yeah. um like visually like out there um what um so it's kind of hard it's one of those games it's like hard to demo just because you you can only show so much without sure. showing too much yeah um i will say they're, they're they do some really cool things with the visuals yeah um 
and it's I think it's still in like like not it's not super early state, but it's you can tell that there still needs some some like little small tweaks. Um, but what they do with the visuals is really cool. Uh, how they transition from like memories to like dream state sort of things. Yeah. Uh, they use a lot of like visual cues to like kind of distract the player to where there was like one scene where I'm like in an auditorium and I'm looking at a stage, it's empty, but then, uh, you kind of get an audio cue to like turn around and okay. as you're turning around, you look, there's nothing there. And then you turn back and then the auditorium's like full with oh, people wow. there. And then, so you're just, and then there's a uh, one point where you're just watching the stage, uh, like his girlfriend's like playing the, the cello. Right. Um, and you're just watching her play the cello. And as you're watching her play the uh, play for a couple seconds, you decide like, all right, I'm going to move. And then you move to the right and you're in a completely different space or room because you're just looking at a picture. So it does these really cool things with transitions that are like really seamless and just huh. like, it's, it's really cool. Like it, um, they're looking at doing like a, it's going to be like a, I think you said like two to three hour like experience, um, which is perfect for this type of, this type of game. Sure. Um, it was, uh, I went through a couple memories each time the the transitions were really cool. The visuals are really, uh, neat. There's some things I hope they fix. Like there's a, a lot of times you'll walk into a room and you'll see like a memory of like, you, you know, your girlfriend's just like at the table looking at bills okay, and stuff like that. Um, and any move and she's having sex with a guy named bill <laughs> no it, it's it, there's like these weird things where i think they noticed i was like messing with the game at one point yeah uh because uh so she will creepily like f- look at you but the animations just aren't all there for her head oh, yeah. so it just like looks at the bills and then she just like snaps super scary and does like a thousand yard stare oh, at you and then i noticed that it was, she was doing that and then i would walk away and her head would go back to looking at the bills and then i would just go right back again just to see it snap and i did that a couple times until the dev like looked at me like dude stop okay what are you, what are you doing and i was like just nothing uh-huh. what's going on um but th- this game, it, it looks like it's gonna like explore like depression and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be a real dark game. It was funny. I was uh, talking to them how they were. Uh, I think they said they were at uh, PAX, um, and they said like, we really like being at PSX because there's no kids here. Because kids are, yeah. they tend to be drawn to the game because it's using like very bright, colorful like oh. stuff, and then it's like very like fantasy out there for some of like the trippier memories stuff like that. So they'll right. be. They're like, yeah, it's kind of weird because, like, you know, kids will, like, run to the, the station, want to play it, um, and then they'll get to a scene. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, the scene after all that trippy four stuff, you see your girlfriend, and there's, like, just a bottle of pills next to her, and she's just, like, really depressed. And they're like, yeah, stuff like that at PAX is weird when the little kid's playing it. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. But luckily, they don't know what's really happening uh, when they're playing it. So that was, that was another thing that uh, a lot of people talked about. It's like, hey, there's no kids here at PSX, so they don't have to really worry about, like... I didn't that. realize that until you just said that. I yeah, the only time you see kids, kids is if they work for someone. You have someone. to be 18. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. The That's only cool. time you see kids are, like, when That's they happen like with to be... all Sony events. Almost all Sony yeah. events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I saw, like, just a couple kids, but they were, like, kids of, like, executives. So like, Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, because even E three has like a like this year had there was a bunch yeah, of kids yeah, but Jack at E3. Black had all of his kids at E three. Yeah, I mean but, he brought like three of them into the PlayStation area. 
even this this year with the public, like kids weren't supposed to be at E three, but there yeah. was still a lot of kids at E three. Yeah. No, my kid writes for us. Yeah, and I didn't see totally. one. I didn't see one buggy at PSX. You know? No, no, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Sony, uh, when it's their event like that, they're they're real strict on that because. I think it's partly because of the M-rated games. And yeah, they, yeah, they don't want sense. even. They don't even want to deal with that, and they're like, "No, this is you have to be 18." Yeah, because I remember that at PAX being really annoyed in that crowd, and then you would see someone with like two buggies, and you're just like, "Why'd you do this?" Yeah, well, yeah. but they're cosplaying. No. But. All right, one thing that wasn't in your list, Andy, that you really liked. You see that list. Here. Uh, well, we uh, sat down and played uh, Undernight in Birth X Latte. What? Latte? X Late. X, I don't X know Latte. Everyone just calls it Uniel. But, okay. Uh, it's a 2D anime fighting game. Okay. Um, but it doesn't play a lot like 2D anime fighting games because it plays a little bit more like uh, Street Fighter 3. Okay. Um, Third Strike. So, one of the few fighters that I really haven't played a lot of. Even was that one of you guys talking about this like last night or this morning or something? Because this sounds a lot like some something somebody was talking to me about today about the Street Fighter Three. Th- All right, sorry. Anyways, yeah, it's somehow like it's a, it's a fire that I really like hadn't experienced before, even though it's, this is like the second version of it. Okay, um, but at the end of the day, we were walking past the booth and there was no one playing it, so just kind of sat down and played a few matches, and it was actually pretty fun. I was enjoying it. So yeah, and Andy beat me every game. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anything for you? Uh, I mean, one of the things I uh, really liked was uh, I got to play Bow to Blood. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> the, in the honest, VR. Honestly, surprising, because like, there's like one person ahead of me when I got to their booth at night, and I'm just like, remembering last year, all the VR booths, just lines. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like really surprised, and I was just like, so yeah, I mean, I got to play that, and um, it, it actually has a premise that I didn't, expect okay because apparently it's actually you're like on a game show right and you know it's like like every match is like a set of rounds and it's like you know each round is like a little different thing and it's like at the end of a match if you if you're like the one of the two lowest scores after the uh in the for the rounds yeah it's like you can actually get voted off oh no shit yeah and so the thing is though is that interesting you're only playing against ai but it's like you you can make deals with like different AI people during each of the rounds, and like okay. depending on like if you've like held those deals or not, you can you, you can actually have them like you know not vote for you to get voted off. Jeez. But yeah, it's like it was really fun. It's like it sounds like there's like like the different game modes. It's like it sounds like there was a race. Mm-hmm. Um, I played like kind of a boss fight. Yeah. So it was like me and the AI guy. It's like we were both fighting the boss, but it's like at the beginning of the round, he asked me, it's like, hey, do you want to make a deal? It's like, we'll both do this, and whoever wins, we'll just split the points. Sure. So he's like, I, I agreed. And then it's like, you know, it's like we went, took out the boss. I did, I think I think I did way more damage to the boss than the yeah, AI did. Oh, nice. And I just stabbed him in the back at the end. I just took yeah. all the points. Stabby, stabby. <laughs> nice. But yeah. And it's like, I mean, that's right around <clears throat> when the demo ended, but it was like, like one little thing was like, some other ship showed up, oh. and it was just like, "Hey, it's like surprise thing. It's like this is gonna like have a duel now between you and this other ship." 
but the enemy from that round was also still there. And he, he was like, hey, this is a good opportunity to pay you back for screwing me over. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, instead of like now, he you know, is also going to be fighting me as I'm also fighting this other ship that wants to duel me. Right. It seemed like. But it's like, you know, if you actually kept the deal, he might help you in this duel that's okay. about to happen. Yeah, because they revealed that at Paris, didn't it? I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, looked good. Yeah, it was really fun. It's like they had, um, it was just a regular DualShock controller. Okay. They said it also works with the dual move controllers. Oh, cool. Oh. But yeah. It's like neat because like you, um, mo- it's like for, for controlling your ship, you just sort of set the speed. Yeah. And it'll go. Um, but also like then it's like you can u- use the move controllers or the PlayStation controllers like you move crew around on your ship. Oh, okay. So it's just like it's like you know you put someone on the guns, or it's like hey your ship's on fire so you like you know take that crew member and then move them to the fire to put it out. Wow. Um, and then it's like you can like rearrange like the blocks of energy. It's like if they're going to your shield, how much you want to put on your shield, how much on your weapons. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. really fun. Nice. MGC? Um, Wipeout and VR is dope. It's um, crazy. It works. Like, it does. Yeah. No, no uh, puke fest? No. No, surprisingly not. Though, so, uh, before I took the demo, they, they did ask, like, yeah. hey, uh, there have been some people that have been having some issues with, with it. And I was just like, I'm, I'm okay in VR. I should I should be fine. She's like, yeah. okay, I just want, want you to know that before you put the head. She did the same headset. thing with me. Yeah. Um. She must have had like a bad. There must have been someone before well, in between me and you that was. She's uh, a producer, and yeah. she even has a problem with it. Yeah, she um, can't play it. But but it's so when she told me that, I immediately was like, okay, well, I'm gonna play it in zone mode. Because zone mode, it no, because because those visuals though. Yeah, the visuals. Well, because I because of course that's my favorite mode. Just oh, yeah. about the colors. Yeah. Um, but also because it builds up speed. Right. So you're not starting at the highest speed. You work your way up. Right. That speed. And I started there just so I can build up to it. But I um I ended up playing for like 10 minutes straight because I went into that mode. Sure. And I made it to like uh, 35 or 36, Jesus which is Christ. which is fast, but it's not crazy fast. Right. But I was doing fine, and I was switching to uh, third person and first person just to get... Just to see if something wow. would mess me up. But I was fine throughout that entire time. Yeah. And then when I took the headphones off, she's like, oh, you did really well. And it's like, well, because... And then I explained to her, like, why I went to zone... I'm like, yeah, if you're worried about people like having issues, have them do zone mode right? just so they can build up a tolerance. Right. And she was like, I might have to start doing that because I'm guessing someone must have had a bad experience oh, I'm before sure. me. Yeah. Uh, because like, but I was fine in zone mode and I also picked the map. I picked an alpha pass, which isn't like, there's no loops or you said you did one with like a loop or like a no, big drop. No, it was uh, kind of a, you know, a, a drop down and then, a, and then right straight back up again. Oh, did you went to the mall? Where it's uh, it okay, because yeah. that has like a like a big drop. Well, no, it know? wasn't the big drop. I know which one you're talking about. Okay. No, it was like boom and then boom. Okay, yeah. Uh, that was tough because the vertical, the vertical stuff in the cockpit isn't really. You don't have a good field of view. No, you you don't. So uh, that's one of the things I noticed about this in VR is that you're not going to be looking around a lot. I, I try. It's so fast, you have to stay on the track. Yeah, but are there even humans in the wipeout? Yes, there are. Okay, because. The demo that was running, uh, I was sitting farther back than the person before me. Mm-hmm. So there was a human head in front of me until I recalibrated. 
Okay, yeah, because I no, no, I'm just saying like, usually in like, like in wipeout games because like the the vehicles like blow up at the end of races. Right. I, I don't remember yeah. if there's ever been a human. In well, there. not not that you see, but the idea is that there is a human driving it. Right. So I'm murdering all them humans. Yes, you are. Damn. Yeah. That's the risk they take for sport. Yep. Yeah. Josh, any uh, anything that stood out? Uh. Well, all right. So I didn't play it, but track her, that game that I saw play NYC, yeah, where the screen is split, and the left side of the DualShock controls the left side of the screen. And oh it's yeah, it's almost like, uh, like Galaxian, and the other side is like a Pac-Man almost right. type thing. And right. yeah, he he's there, and okay. he's he's on track. He's pushed it back to like April, March or April, so, so spring, so spring. <laughs> 2018. Um. But he was telling me uh, the the coolest thing is that when he was at GDC, I think it was, uh, he met some guy who helped him with the leaderboards. Oh, cool. Um, Because his biggest problem, like if he had had to figure out the leaderboards himself, he said it would have taken him another four months and the guy did it like in a day or two. Um, Because he's, he's got full leaderboards across all platforms oh cool and that was his whole thing that's what he wanted and wow. it was just being able to do that was such a big deal so he's got it up and running and it's awesome apparently so nice. yeah i was talking to him for a little bit but um accounting plus plus yeah is hilarious it is amazing it is ridiculously I'm, fun i'm playing that tomorrow yeah it's ridiculously fun. Um, I'm supposed to interview Justin Roiland tomorrow. Oh, cool. Uh, for that. Did um, you bring your recorder? Yeah. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, because I have a bag. Nice. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. It's supposed to happen. I don't know yet. I haven't gotten the confirmation yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, that's ridiculously fun. And I did the trivia thing. Yeah, the, the over by the PlayStation Now stuff? Yeah. So they're doing a trivia thing all day long where they get people up and there's... It's essentially three rounds, but two rounds, each person gets to pick whatever the category is for each round. Right. And then the third round is uh, is Metacritical where you have to come within... Uh, two points either way of the Metacritic score of whatever oh, they throw geez. out there. I got like four of them right. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's at, at the as they finish, they're like, "Okay, it's that time. We need two more people." And mm-hmm. I was like, I sat there for a couple rounds just watching it, and I was like, eh, "Might as well try it." And I stood up, and I'm not yelling like half the people are like. Aah! Yeah, yeah. You know, she picks them, and I just stood up, and she was looking at me, and she's like, "I want to go. I want to go with. Uh, I want some swag. Who's got some swag?" And somebody, somebody of course, Josh Langford does. Well, no, somebody pulls <laughs> out. Somebody pulls out like a shirt. Like I've got a shirt, and and I reach into my bag and I pull out like eight shirts, and I hold them up like that. And she's like, "Oh my god!" She's Jeez. like, "That guy right there." <laughs> like, well, that forked. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so I got up there and what question did you fuck up on? Oh, I couldn't even tell you at this Some point. Some rocket league thing? 
No, I didn't fuck up on it. It was it was uh who's the developer of Rocket League? I didn't hit the button first. Oh, the other guy hit okay. the button first. And you know, the per- person who hits the button, they answer it or they don't and they move on to the next oh, question. Okay. You don't you don't get to steal or anything like that. Jeez. Um but where I caught the guy, that was the funniest thing. Like the the one I did was indies and and they were like Oh my gosh, this is the first time anybody has picked that category at all today. <laughs> they like, don't matter, right, Bramble? They're like, we have to find this, uh, we have to find the, ca- the questions here. Uh, <laughs> so they go through the questions, and I forget what the score was after that point. I think it was tied or, or two to one or something like that. And he picked um, whatever it is. It's, uh, oh, based on, a, based on a video game. Okay. Which was essentially, okay, this actor was in, this actor from Star Trek Beyond and and this other movie also played this character in this video game based movie. And and you're like, who the fuck? You know, and and I hit it and I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I know it. I know it. I know it. And they're like, "Eh." I'm like, Carl Urban. And they're like, yes. (laughs) So I ended up, that guy picked that category and I ended up answering like four of the questions on it. I pulled way ahead of him. It doesn't matter. Like at the end of the game, it doesn't matter who won because you both get. They pick two random PlayStation games to give to you, oh, but the okay. winner gets to pick out of the two which one they want, and oh, then okay. the loser just gets the other one. So what? What game did you get? I got F one twenty seventeen nice. special edition. It's a good game. Which was, yeah, what did he very get? very good game. Yeah, uh, I forget. It was. Uh, I forget what the game was, but between the two, I was like. I kind of like, want both of them, but you know what? I really was interested in F1 2017. It, it's, so, it's fantastic. So I figured I'll take that. Nice. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, you should, if you're around there and you have a couple minutes and just sit in the front, you know, and just be like me, uh, and see if they'll pick you because you're getting, no matter what, you're getting a free game out of it. Sure. Which is kind of sure. cool. Nice. And it's fun. The questions are interesting. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh, for me, watching this other guy play Shadow of the Classes HD, mm. wow! I yeah, mean, it is ridiculously gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't played it yet. I'm gonna try to play it tomorrow. Everybody's dropping their shit. We're all so tired. Um, I, it, it it really is coming along nicely. It's it's beautiful. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't play a lot today though. I was kind of talking a lot. So. Everybody wanted to talk yep. to me about leave, me leaving. All right. Well, kids, it's bedtime. Uh, thanks, Wyatt, for hanging out. I know you got to drive tonight. Yeah, no problem. Unless you want to crash here. Uh, no. <laughs> That's a <laughs> snug bed. Be- you can lay between the beds. Oh. He looked at Andy like, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I wouldn't trust Andy either. Just um, go head to toe. I wouldn't trust me either. Yeah, head to toe. There and you then go. your faces are right at each other's junk. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> Uh, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, it was great to, to meet so many new people today. Uh, it was great to, to see a lot of people we, that we've known from the past. Um, use the affiliate links, please, so we can pay for our new web Ooh. server and stuff. Yes. Please. please. Um, and all the other good junk. We will talk to you next week with our regularly scheduled podcast. Thanks for listening out the place of games. Have a great one. Talk to you soon. Listen to SideQuest. Or don't. <laughs> Kidding, dude. No puns by.
Star Wars again. Yeah. Yeah. Just so the non-nerds know, I will talk about other things other than nerdiness. I will also talk about masturbating and how much I hate Kid Rock. So, this special's for everyone. Anyway, I like Star Wars. I used to hate, thank you. It's huge for me. Because I hated Star Wars for a long time. Because before that, I loved Star Wars. Now, if you're not familiar with my material, or you've never met a 50-year-old nerd that was mad at a movie for 15 years, I will explain to you. I've talked about this stuff before, but I want to present it all in one big thing and then show you where I am now. I've worked it through. I loved Star Wars as a kid. It was one of my first things that I got really nerdy into. I, I got super into it. I got obsessed with Star Wars. I loved those first three movies when they came out. Well, let's be honest. I was in high school by the time Jedi came out. So when those Ewoks started that fucking Chub Chub Nub Nub shit, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, Why are these Teddy Ruxpins doing a dick dance? What in the fuck? Chub, chub, nub, nub. So I should have been prepared. And I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. Because then the special editions came out. Now, if you're not familiar with the special editions, it was George Lucas, the creator, going, yeah, there's these things I wanted to fix. And as nerds, we were like, they didn't need fixing. They already was special. Here. And Here. We don't need more fucking do-backs in the background, and we don't need Greedo to shoot first because we all turned out okay with fucking Han Solo shooting first our entire fucking lives. You know what I mean? Like, Thanks, Lucas, but it didn't hurt our decision-making process because the anti-hero shot a fucking bluish-green thing in the cock. You know what I mean? Like, I don't run through life shooting bluish-green things in the dick because Han Solo did it. I turned out okay. Like clearly debatable but uh <laughs> and then my insanity for it went so much further because then the prequels came out but the prequels to me i viewed as the ultimate act of betrayal <laughs> i took the prequels personally it was like your cool uncle trying to mouth fuck you on christmas <laughs> I know that's super creepy. I don't mean when you're a little kid. That's fucking awful and against the law. No, I mean now. You're a full-grown man. Yep, it's worse, right? It's worse. You're in your 40s now. Your cool uncle is in his 60s. He was cool. He sold you his Mustang when you got out of high school. Took you to see the Scorpions and Judas Priest at the Cow Palace. Maybe I'm talking about my uncle, anyway. <laughs> now it's Christmas morning. You're staying at your grandma's house. Everybody's asleep. You get up early. You decide to do a little wake and bake behind the garage. You come back in the house. You decide to watch the best Christmas movie ever, Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your uncle comes creeping out of the guest room super quietly. Gets right up to your face with his wiener out. And you're like, what the fuck? 
That's how I viewed Phantom Menace. I know. It's nuts. I was like, when that came out, too, I was like, well, that was a one-time-only thing. My whole uncle trying to mouthfuck me. Then the second one, it was worse. It was like Thanksgiving night. I'm super full of turkey. And it, like, touches my teeth that time. I'm like... God damn it. My uncle's like, is this cool? I'm like, it's super not cool. You're not my fucking uncle anymore. That's how I viewed those movies. And I know it's insanity. I talked to my therapist about Star Wars. I swear to God. I got so nuts about Star Wars. I talked to my fucking therapist. Not the whole session. But I spent about five minutes, like, shitting on the new one, one of the new Star Wars movies. Like, I spent $140 to tell a lady I was mad at a movie. Because my wife didn't want to fucking hear it anymore. She's so sick of my anti-Star Wars shit because it got so bad at one point she knew it was my Vietnam. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the crazy old asshole in the neighborhood and some young kid's like, I like the new Star Wars. I'm like, you don't know shit about dick, motherfucker. 1977, where the fuck were you? <laughs> Daddy's nuts. I was in the shit, goddammit. My mom took me to see Star Wars opening day and was sold out, so I had to see The Deep instead. I saw Jacqueline Bissett's tits at 10 years old. Made me a fucking man. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> out of my mind. So that's where I was last year. You're all caught up. And I realize that those jokes are from three different specials, and I reworked them. I basically did the special edition with my own jokes. What a fucking asshole. God damn it. That's where I was. But now I like it. And here's what happened. Last year... My friends started to get excited about the new one. My friends are like, dude, are you going to watch it? Are you going to see it? Are you, are you, J.J. Abrams, it might be good, it might be good. And the first trailer, I didn't even watch the first trailer. Because I was like, they're not fucking getting me again, man. They're not getting me again. Star Wars isn't getting, you're not tricking me again, uncle. <laughs> like, so I, I wasn't going to be tricked. And then the second trailer came out. And I read about it first before I saw it. Freaking nerds were like, oh my God. And my friends were like, Dude, Han and Chewie. You had to feel something when you saw Han and Chewie. And I'm like, nope, didn't feel nothing, man. My heart's made of turds. Fucking nothing. (laughs) But behind closed doors, I was a goddamn mess the first time I saw Han and Chewie. I was just like, man. My two best friends. (laughs) Together again. I wonder what my two pals are going to get themselves into this time. I can't wait. I was so on board. And I go opening day with my wife, and I loved it. I took my brain out. I went in to just enjoy it. I just wanted to have a good time. And I loved Force Awakens. I loved it from the second it started. And I teared up during the whole movie. Fuck that. I full-on cried. (laughs) I was a mess. I was a mess at the scroll. (laughs) Luke Skywalker has vanished. I'm like, It was like fucking Toy Story 3 meets Up. 
Just a blubbering mess. Just... <laughs> Did I cry when Honey Chewy came on screen the first time? Fuck yes. I cried when they showed the Millennium Falcon the first time. They panned to the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, my favorite ship from life. <laughs> and we come out of the movie, and my wife is like, what would you think? And I go, I loved it, baby. And she goes, no shit, you cried during the whole goddamn thing. I'm like, I'm emotional. And then she goes, can we show our son? Do you think we can show our little boy? And I'm like, yeah, man, we can, we can bring him. It's not super violent. And he's seen PG-13s before. We're shitty parents, but anyway. <laughs> he and I bond over it. He, I, he loves it. He walks out of it and he goes, Daddy, I love Star Wars. And I go, buddy, I love Star Wars. And it was like this sweet moment. And he goes, Daddy, can we get the prequels on Blu-ray? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Which was huge for me, because before that, that shit was banned in my house. That was going to be something he was going to have to find in a tree for, like weed or porno. <laughs> but no, we bond over it. Then my wife, we're watching one of the prequels, and she's like, this is really shitty. And I'm like, no, I know. And she goes, well, you guys can talk about Star Wars this weekend. We're going over to Rick's house. Now, you don't know Rick. That would be super weird if you did. <laughs> Rick's a good pal of mine. He's a comic book writer, good friend around my age, fellow nerd. I know he felt the same way about Star Wars as I did because we've talked about it a bunch. And by talk about it, I mean yelled about it full of whiskey at Comic-Con. <laughs> so I knew we would be on the same page. So I see Rick and I go, dude, Force Awakens. I fucking loved it. He goes, man, I hated it. And then we fought <laughs> for three hours. Everything he said, I had an answer to. He's like, well, the plot felt too familiar. And I'm like, familiar? Like comfort food? Like mashed potatoes, you dumb fucking dick? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a movie made of mashed potatoes. That sounds terrible. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? And then everything he said, I had an argument to. He's like, man, man, man. I'm like, fucking, blah, blah, blah. and I'm just fighting him back. I'm defending Star Wars. He's shitting on Star Wars, and I'm defending Star Wars. This thing that I shit on for so long, which I realized is one of the signs of abuse. <laughs> I know, not to get too dark, but defending your abuse, that's the Stockholm Syndrome, you guys. <laughs> I have the Star Wars Syndrome. <laughs> Because all my friends are like, Star Wars sucks now. I'm like, you don't know Star Wars anymore. <laughs> Star Wars treats me like an angel when no one's around. <laughs> you ever think maybe Phantom Menace is my fault? <laughs> yeah. I did a bad thing, made Star Wars mad. I don't want to make Star Wars mad no more, you guys. I'm only going to do good things for Star Wars. <laughs> 